What's up, folks? Welcome to Make It So. My name's Ethan Lunn. And I'm Mike. And we're here today to discuss the latest episode of Strange New Worlds, entitled... What's it called? Um, it's the book title. It's the Elysian um, Stone or story or, or something. Story of the King of Eli the Queen of Elysium. All I know is that, like, it's 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 something Kingdom. of Elysium. The Kingdom of Elysium. The Elysian Kingdom. It's called Elysium, and it has nothing to do with the Matt Damon film. Yeah. Or yeah. the Hellenistic afterlife. And it has nothing to do with. You know, earlier on in Strange New Worlds, I was saying Illyria was too, you know, just generic. Elysium is too generic as well. I'm sorry. It, it's it's equal parts generic and mm. vague and 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 vague, and also like has specific meanings already linked to it. Yeah, that this show has nothing to do with. No, no. Um, I'm a little bit tipsy. That's why I forgot the name that I absolutely have written down on this notebook right next to me. Uh, I forgot about I really need to start writing down the names as well, because it's, it's <laughs> the third week in a row that I, I cannot remember the name of the uh, episode. Um, this is the first, so I can't even blame it on being tipsy. Oh, this is like my fourth. Mike, ask, ask me how I am. How are you, Ethan? I'm fucking great. I just saw a fight. I was, at the pub. I was at the pub that I work at, right? Mm -hmm. Me and my partner. Um, there's a shawarma place across the street from the pub that I work at. And I went over and, and ordered some food. And uh, I get discount there. Mm -hmm. And they bring it over across so I can sit in the pub and they'll bring me the food over. It's fucking amazing. Oh, anyway, so Carlos, God bless you. God bless you, Carlos. He starts bringing mine and my partner's food out, and the brother of one of the owners walks past the shawarma place and is like, I'm having that. Oof. And Carlos is like, you fucking not. And then he's like, I am. And so they start having a fight outside the shawarma place over my food. Nice. Right? And then one of the other owners comes out, who is like literally the biggest, scariest bastard you've ever seen? Hmm. Uh, basically, just like picks the aggressor up, throws him to the ground, and sits on him. Nice. While me and my manager are like pulling our mate Carlos away, just being like, leave him. The big guy's got him. Call the police. <laughs> right? And the guy's just like, they're, they're screaming at each other in Turkish. Yeah, And I'm like, Carlos, what's he saying? And he's like, he's just rambling nonsense. Like, he's fucking on one, mate. Really? Like, he been was literally it. so like... Having yeah, a bit so of... Uh, was, what? Been having a bit of the old... Um, mate, he was definitely on something. Pumping. Because, yeah. mate, the guy was tiny, skinnier than me. Mm. Like, he was not wearing a shirt under his jacket. So he's just got like a hoodie with no shirt on underneath. Yeah. And Yusuf, the big guy, the big show, is sat on him and he's not fucking letting, he's not letting it slide. He's still fucking going off while this big guy is sat on top of him. Yeah. And he keeps going, keeps going. Eventually, Yusuf, the big guy, just like drops his knee on the guy's nuts. He does not stop. 
He's That's... still like, I'll fucking kill you. I'll kill you all. I'll fucking blah, blah, blah. So Yusuf pulls a fucking move that I have never seen before. Mm -hmm. Right, I'm gonna have to try and like show you, like, like just to like, because he like he he. So he's got hold of him. He's like he's got him like that. Yeah. Right. So he's got him like that. He's on him, and then he goes to headbutt him, but because he's on, so basically he did like he dove on him. He like went like. Ugh, like, you're like, oh, and like, kneeling downward jump headbutt. Yeah, like he full, he full on like, like did like a rabbit jump, and mm. so like Yusuf is in the air. He's like a foot off the ground, but he's in the air. Yeah, and then just like head doof, down like that. I've never seen it. I've never seen that it, before. Was life. that enough to um to stop the show him up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he just had that guy's full weight on his head. Yeah. Like I mean, I'd prefer someone's weight on my head than my nuts, if I was honest. Mate, the guy like honestly, the guy was just fucking on one. Yeah. So like Yusuf's holding him down, he's doing this like weird, like fucking I don't know what to call it. My, one of my managers was like, kind of. Like, I, I'm calling it a salmon jump. A sal yeah. <laughs> salmon, like a salmon. Swimming upstream, jumping like, upstream. Like, so Yusuf's like, after salmon dropping him, mm. he's got him held down, and my manager's like, patting the guy down for weapons. Even though he was one of the owners of it. Yeah, the guy is the brother of one of the owners, and he was like kicking the fuck off. I mean, we're like, there's us, there's the barber next door, yeah. there's the guys in the fucking pub next door to us, two doors down there out watching it all. Yeah. It took fourteen minutes for the police to get there. Fourteen minutes. In which time many a swan dive or a, a salmon jump. Yeah, man. He could have salmon jumped the fuck out of him. Like, uh, like honestly, that guy was the aggressor. But at one point I was like, the police need to get here before Yusuf fucking kills this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, uh, that's a bit of excitement for a day, isn't it? Wait, it was fucking mental. Yeah. It was mental. It was so funny. I like ran over when it when it all kicked off. I ran over, mm. and with my manager, and I grabbed Carlos, the guy who was being attacked. Yeah, because I know Carlos. Yeah, good guy and delivering food. Carlos is the important one. Yeah, and my manager went to go like calm down the aggressor, mm. and I'm thinking, yeah, you're the manager. You go deal with the guy that might have a weapon. Yeah. I'll go deal with our Carlos. All over some fucking food. I don't know if... It, uh, seems to me like it was less about the food and more about some kind of statement. Okay. Like, this is my brother's gaff. Yeah. I can have that food if I want. 
it's uh, like the Joker in, in Dark Knight burning all the money. It's not a, it's not about the food. It's about sending a message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like it, but like I say, he was wearing. He, he didn't look. He wasn't wearing a shirt under his hoodie. Mm. He didn't look in a good way. Yeah. So I'm thinking there's. Well, I mean, there's definitely more to the story than I know about. Yeah. But like, have to see oh, next time yeah. Carlos drops off food. If uh, he has the inside track on what actually happened behind it, mate. Next time Carlos drops food off anywhere near me, he's getting free drinks. Yeah, but I got like straight up. Uh, good lad, good lad. Yeah, man, he was totally cool about it as well. Like when it was all over, he was just like, "That was fucking crazy." Yeah, and there's me fucking going in. It's just like, like I don't, I don't want to be a dick around, but was that my food? That you were bringing out that I was after. And can I still have it? Can I still get it? And he was like, yeah, no sound. Yeah. While all this is going on, hmm. Carlos had gone and picked up my food and stuck it back under the grill to keep it warm. Nice. I was only oh, thinking about the warmth. I was only thinking about, well, discount for it being cold after a fight. No, no. man, you just stuck it back. I already get discount. Because we were across the street from each yeah. other. But, like, after getting attacked... The second after getting peeled off the guy attacking him, hmm. he grabbed that shit and stuck it back under the grill to keep it warm. Good lad. What a fucking legend. Yeah. Carlos needs, you know, all the tips in the world, really. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Let's we... talk about... St- well, How are you doing? Let, let's move from, from your... Um, from your interesting one to mine. So I'm going to have a mini rant and settle in, settle in boys and girls uh, and anyone else to my rant on Paramount Plus, which I do. So can everyone see? I do actually have. I'm not just ranting from, from no knowledge of it. So this week it's been Paramount Plus's launch in the UK. You know, we've been waiting for, I want to say six months, I presume long enough. Yeah. Long long enough. Like, yeah. you know, we we've been we've been warned for months yeah. that all of the Star Trek is gonna be coming off of Amazon Prime, it's gonna be coming off Netflix, and it's gonna be going to Paramount Plus. Yeah. We we have not been getting uh Discovery nope. or Strange New Worlds at the same time as the rest of the world because of this. Well, we got Discovery on some weird weird fucking channel didn't we um i mean yeah but i never i it, but but it, pluto isn't a streaming service no. it's it's a tv channel yeah so when you go to pluto you you can only watch what's currently on pluto on TV. Yeah. at the time yeah so it's a weird fucking one but you know we had we had paramount plus launch in the uk and let, let's start off with the content that's on Paramount Plus, um, not, in, you know, not just Star Trek. So, bef- yeah, before we get to Star Trek, what else is there? So I'm, I'm going I'm to go down in the big complaints about, you know, general Paramount Plus to the complaints specifically about Star Trek, because I'm, I'm, I'm in a fucking mood today. <laughs> so Par- Paramount is a massive studio, has been a massive studio for fucking decades, of course. Mm. Um, one of my early, one of one of my earliest childhood memories mm. is 
of sneaking up mm. in the dead of night to watch um, Nickelodeon yeah. on satellite TV. But here in the UK, after a certain time, Nickelodeon became Paramount TV. Mm. So one, I have a very clear early memory of sneaking up to go and watch cartoons and turning to the Nickelodeon channel and finding Sybil. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Sybil Shepherd sitcom. Yeah. And I remember the Paramount logo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Paramount it's it's is... impossible to, to not have seen the Paramount logo, really. Um, yeah. Nowadays. Paramount is a established thing, yeah. and it is established worldwide. Mm. People know Paramount worldwide. People know Paramount. So, you know, yeah. obviously it was a bit of a bummer getting it. I was going to say, or I did say six months. Thinking about it, there was CBS All Active before that, so it's probably a year or more. But, you know, we've got it now. Woohoo! Do you think we've got anywhere near the amount of shows as the US? Or the amount well, I mean, of I, I would assume there will be some, some programming in the US that yeah. maybe wouldn't reach. No. You know, maybe some, like, reality shows or, you know. Yeah, I mean... You know, shows and, and movies, you know, you, you don't expect because there's obviously there's a rights thing and they have to eventually, you know, peel off the rights. But they've had, you know, about a year or so um, to start working that out. And that's why we didn't get Discovery on a normal human channel or streaming service like Netflix. We got it on fucking Pluto TV. They were like, well, we'd like to put it on Netflix and get a bit of money off that. But Netflix are probably going to want it for a year and we just want to give it to them for two or three months so we'll put it on this fucking thing so there's rights issues obviously but the US service has more than 600 TV shows and more than 2,000 movies you know as 600 TV shows and 2,000 movies yeah I can't wait to dig into that yeah um, the UK and Ireland version because it's UK and Ireland as well sorry Connor, Connor for getting uh, straight up is 250 shows you know and 400 movies, so almost 1,800 of the 2,800, uh, 2,200 movies, not there. Never mind. Um, well, I mean, there's, there's, there's got to be like less than half as many people as, as, as there is here in the US, so maybe they only need half as much programming. Yeah, maybe they'll, you know, they'll not be concerned about watching. Um, Big titles like Sonic and Sonic 2, which the US have and we don't. And Sonic that, isn't on there. It would be on the US one. It's not on the UK and Ireland one. Never mind, you know. Let, let's launch a service with... Um... No, let's... Should we put one of the most successful children's yeah. movies of 2021 on? Nah. Nah. And I haven't checked, but I don't think um, the most recent Mission Impossible is on there. So that the two biggest movies they've had in the past year, two years, nah. Why bother, you know? Why let's bother? Be, let's be laissez-faire with it, you know? Let's, you know, people will come. Ow. They'll watch our very highly regarded Halo TV show instead. It's England! Yeah. They've only just had the Industrial Revolution. They don't... Do you think that they actually have a Sega? 
Do they even know who Sonic is? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, as well as only having 250 of the 600-plus TV shows, you'd think, well, at least I can watch, you know, some of their staples like uh, CSI, you know, the the million variations of CSI. I can do a a full rewatch and I can start the start and I can go through and, you know, really catch up on, on shows I've missed. Oh, yeah. No, um, so some of them are missing a um, whole couple of seasons, so missing seasons one to eleven of some of the CSIs, and then it just picks up again. Oh, so the good, the good seasons yeah, with yeah. Gil Grissom. So anything with Gil Grissom, yeah, which is, as far as I'm concerned, the only reason I would watch CSI. Yeah, missing. Okay, never mind. You know. Who would want to watch the early ones where it's establishing characters and, and doing all that work when you could watch the later ones where probably it's it's worked a bit cheaper. It's super formulaic yeah. and trite and yeah. lame and and predictable. Hmm. Why not do that? Why not do that? Sweet. I mean, uh, at least we can watch it in 4K though, right? Yeah, about that. Uh, 1080p maximum. So, 1080p? 1080p. I mean, it's fantastic to um, think back to the early 2000s when HD TVs were coming in. Um, and, you know, the, the whole showdown between 1080p-i and 1080p... Or 1080i and 1080p. So let's go back. Let's go back in time to, to feel that, I suppose. Hey, hey, I mean, I... You know, I shouldn't admit this, but I do watch a lot of things through illegal means, Hmm. you know. So maybe it might be nice for some people when they are paying for service Hmm. to feel like they are doing something naughty. Yeah. By watching it in shitty quality. Yeah. I mean, it would be really nice to upgrade the copies of Strange New Worlds that I've been watching from 1080p to their original source and watch them in 4K. Never mind. Nah, course... nah, just nah, mate. What you want to do with Stranger Things is downgrade it. So it oh, not Stranger like Things, Stranger New Worlds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to downgrade it so it looks like it's a shitty VCR copy. Yeah. And, you know, they're, they're not the only streamer because obviously Netflix have a 4K tier and a 1080p tier and they... Oh, you want this YouTube like you're streaming it on a train um, to you. Yeah. But one, but I mean, one of the major I mean, we, pulls... We, I mean, now that I think about it, you know, the guys over over there in in on Mount Paramount, hmm. they're probably just like, guys over in the UK, they probably don't need 4K vision. Hmm. I mean, when I think of England, I think of foggy old London town. Yeah. I think of... Of, of of mist and soot, they probably wouldn't be able to appreciate 4K because they probably wouldn't be able to see it. It's yeah. so foggy and sooty. Like sooty and sweep. That That's where yeah. we had. It's everything's, yeah. uh, it's everything's so foggy and misty in, in foggy old London town, yeah. England. Just yeah. cold smoke everywhere. That That's what England's like. I mean, that's 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 every day of my life. Yeah. Is me walking down a dark, foggy, cobblestone path. With the Hovis music playing in the background. Yes. Yeah. 
Exactly. So you won't be able to watch... Uh, they, they've just done, obviously, um, Paramount. They've been putting up 4K re-releases of the Star Trek movies. So you won't be able to watch them in 4K, you know, the, these remastered versions. And wow. you won't be able to watch them at all. Because the versions on Paramount Plus in the UK are the original versions. For whatever reason, they're not even bothering to put them up. But they have the... Even if it's not 4K. Yeah. They have the restored versions. Yes. They have them sitting there on a drive. Put them on. (laughs) It's probably... It would be harder not to. Never mind on a drive. It's probably on the desktop. Mm. They're so recent. Yeah. But, but never mind just the recent ones. You can actually yeah, what connect... what about the new stuff? We've got all the new stuff, right? No, no, no. Well, well before we get on to the new stuff, um, because some of that is more standard, I suppose, let's say you can hook Paramount Plus and watch it through Apple TV or um, Amazon Prime and stuff like that instead of having to deal with the, you know, Wait, frankly what? poor app. Rather than having to go through the Paramount Plus app, you can watch it through the Apple TV app or you can watch it through the Amazon Prime app. So you can get the get a decent app supporting it. Just add them as channels. So yeah. say you wanted to watch um, I don't know Star Trek TNG, a a a, a classic, a classic. If you Star start... Trek: The Next Generation, starring Sir Patrick Stewart, that's the Briggs, one. Kids McFadden. If you try and watch <laughs> that on Paramount Plus through Amazon Prime and I believe Apple TV, you get the shortened versions of episodes, the ones that are made for, so now we can fit more adverts in. I'm sorry, the whatened? The whatened whatens of what? So the, the guys at a, a different podcast, uh, The Next Conversation, were recently doing, they finally finished TNG, and they were doing all good things. And they were saying, this version is missing whole scenes. Why is it missing scenes? And the version that is hosted on Amazon does not have the full episode. It has a short and truncated episode by 10 minutes of, of All Good Things. So you're paying for a service to watch less of the thing you like. Less of the classic thing you like. Not a re-release of it, just less of the classic stuff. Do they not know that Trekkies exist? Apparently not, because they, they also think that forgot. Will notice? They also forgot to put up Encounter at Farpoint and Broken Bow and a couple of other episodes. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> what? So the when first it... episode of the Next Generation isn't even on it. It is now. It wasn't on launch day. So if you if you signed on on launch day. And thought, well, at least I can watch this in 1080p. It's it's better quality than it went out on. It's not as good as the Blu-rays, but I'll watch it. You would start on episode three of The Next Generation. <laughs> and and let's say as, as well... Um... And that's in, in... That's... that's Sorry. That's, that's in the US as well, right? Uh, no, in the US they, they have... 
everything. The US still has the truncated episodes, the short episodes, if you watch them through Amazon Prime. Every episode? Every episode, but if they if there is a truncated version, it'll be the truncated version. This is the worst thing to happen to Star Trek. <laughs> Since... Since they chose to put a Rod Stewart song on, on the opening of the Enterprise. Rod Stewart's fine. But, but imagine, you know, you go, well, at least, at least when it went onto Netflix, it's a service I'm probably paying for because everyone had Netflix then. They take it off Netflix, and then you get a much worse service technologically, you know, by the content on there, <laughs> even though it's a show that has existed for 25 years. You you say, well, at least they've got strange new worlds to bring me in. And maybe maybe this is the last one I can remember of, of shitting on Paramount Plus. Um, <laughs> because we're nearly half an hour in of just talking about fights in Paramount Plus. Um, say I wanted to watch pa uh, Strange New Worlds. It, it's the At least new we can show. watch the new shit. Nah. You can watch the first... Three episodes, and today they mistakenly put on the eighth episode for a short time. So you could watch one, two, three, and eight. And nothing in between. So... So they can put all the episodes on. Oh, up. yeah, yeah. And they accidentally put one of the all the episodes up, and then they took it off. Yeah. So if you if you were lucky to sign on early this morning, you could watch episode eight, the the episode we're going to talk about, um, the Elysium Kingdom or whatever, before they went. Oh Christ, that that's not going to keep people signed up to the service. Let's pull that off. Can you think of a worse launch of a streaming service than this? No. Now, I'm, I'm really struggling to, to think of something that can be cocked up worse than leaving off half the content. The content that you've got on there isn't 4K anyway. It's not the remastered, re-released. In fact, it's not even the original length. It's shortened. Um, oh, you want to watch new stuff? No, you can't. It's... I am not a business-minded person. No. I am I am I am away with the fairies most of the time. Hmm. If someone were to ask me for genuine business advice on how to run their business, my uh, my response would be to ask someone else. Yeah. However, I could have planned this infinitely better. And I have ADHD. I, 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 I mean, it, it's, you know, we can't even say, well, they're the first kind of streamer to, to take back their content and put it up this way after a show is already released. Um, That's, that means nothing. That means nothing. Well, Disney did this with The Mandalorian and got shat on then. They know, you know. If if someone with half a brain in the streaming department is running that, they would go, well, 
all the all the talk at the time when Disney Plus came out in the UK and we started releasing Mando episode by episode was well it's a bit late and if you want people to watch it now release it all at once it's already out otherwise people are just gonna you know the people that haven't already decided to um, get it by other means are going to not watch it or still get it by other means yeah it's like I know right we need people to sign up to this streaming service in about seven weeks. Yeah. So we'll only give them three episodes, and that way they won't sign up to the service until about seven weeks from now. Yeah. And, and there's at least one person on the uh, Facebook group who has said, I might as well wait until it's all out. Yeah, I had that. I had that up. <laughs> Sorry, let me just let me just find this. So, if you go to mate and so Facebook dot com forward slash, where well, let me just get there'll be a link me. in the doobly do forward slash groups forward slash nine seven two four one seven two five six. Yeah. Right. Let me just read it. Re- let me just fucking find it. What the actual fuck is Paramount Plus playing at in the UK? I'm sure those other four episodes aren't important. Yeah. And yeah, literally looking at episode number three, Ghost of Valeria, then episode number eight, The Elysian Kingdom. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Um, you know. Someone <laughs> is drunk at the wheel of the Paramount Plus fucking 4x4. Yeah. It's it's literally... I, I mean, Star Trek's one of their headline shows. Uh, it's It has been in the past when they've tried to launch channels in the past. I don't know. I can't remember if it was... I think TNG was for launching a channel and maybe they pulled out of the channel. But Voyager, I think, was launching another channel as well. So you'd think strange. I think it was Enterprise. Was it Enterprise? Yeah, because I I remember because they they were launching a channel. I think I I say I remember. I'm pretty sure they were launching a channel, and that was part of the reason why they originally took Star Trek off the title. Yeah, and it was just called Enterprise because it was like new channel, new show. That, that channel might have actually become, in the end, um, CW, by the way, from my from my poor recollection of it. Makes sense. Enterprise and the CW have similar typefaces. Yep. But, you know, it, it's it's uh, the prime, prime show. So on the carousel, it's right next to Paw Patrol, the movie. Um, it's, the, it's the fourth Whoa. one. Whoa. Wait a minute. There's a Paw Patrol movie. Exactly. I mean, exactly. You've got to, you've got to have something up there for the kids. Um, but you've got on the top of the carousel Halo, a show that hasn't done well critically. Super Pumped, never heard of. Uh, and Super what? Super Pumped. It's got um, what's his name? Young Looper. Um, Jason Gordon Levitt. Yeah, Jason Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Yeah, and then. Something called the First Lady, which seems to have—is it Michelle Obama? Um, it looks a lot like her. Um, the and First Gillian Lady is Anderson. That about Raquel Welsh in Ten Million Years BC. <laughs> if only, if only. 
and then it has um, Trek. So they're, they're really putting the, the show that's getting good reviews and is one of the headline shows that will keep lasting. Um, they're, they're putting it behind... Oh my god, do you think they're maybe insecure about the fact that their most popular show is, is Star Trek? I think a bit. I think a bit. They're, they're trying to look cool oh, and edgy by having Halo up there. That's so sad. Yeah. I feel sorry for them now. Yeah. Do you think it? Do you think that this was planned, or do you think it's just a case of like they don't think it's that big a deal, and so they just didn't plan it well? I think a lot of it is planned. I think the 1080p is planned. I think not having full seasons of the show is, is they knew it was going to happen. And I think not having full seasons of current new shows was going to happen. So the 1080p, you don't want um, 10 times as many people signing up as you thought they were going to sign up and it fucking crashes the app. So you might as well go. That, see, that's what, that, see, I'm glad you said that. That's yeah. what was just going through my mind. Are they maybe trying to mitigate the amount of people signing up to the service? Well, not even not even mitigate. If they've only if they've only allocated so much bandwidth, you know, they're they're only allowing for so much, and then they get so many people signing up more than they expect, all streaming 4K, crashes everything, or it's far too expensive for them um, for what they thought they were going to get. So, if it's just 1080p, then we can gauge what sort of you know demand we have. Um, people go on there and watch all the things that they wanted to. And then it sort of settles down again, the uh, the amount of streamers. So I think that's planned. I think, obviously, they knew they weren't going to get stuff that they don't have licenses for in the UK. So putting out a third of the contents um, is kind of planned, or they knew it was going to happen. And I think putting up only the first three episodes, knowing that people are going to have to subscribe, they can't just watch all Strange New Worlds in a trial period they're going to have to subscribe to it if they want it. Unless they subscribe in like a month's time, which case, yeah, fine. <laughs> so it, it most of it seems planned to me. I don't think the stuff with um, Amazon where I say they, they're using the shorter episodes is planned. I think that's just a fuck up with the copies. That yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, like, that's got to be a fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Because there's no way that someone is going to think, I know... They'll love this. Yeah. What one of the scenes missing from all good things was uh, Q explaining what caused the um, the anti time rift. So there's no explanation in the episode for what caused the whole thing of the episode. So what? So what? The the, the episode just goes to, from Picard being like, huh, well, thing to like advert, and yeah. then. Right, guys, here's the plan. Well, at, at the end where um, Q's saying, you know, oh, the continuum did this to test humanity, but I gave you the tips, you know, to um, help you by. Not in and, he's pull- and, he's, and, he's, and he's pulling out. Yeah. That's the scene. That's the scene. Well, that's one of the many scenes that's missing. That, that scene is one of the most important scenes in the history of Star Trek. Yeah. Where where Q is saying, like, the trial is never over. They, they keep the trial is never over bit, I should say. So at least they keep that. They don't, they don't butcher the episode that badly. Um, 
fucking hell, Paramount Plus. <laughs> Sybil Shepherd needs to get her fucking shit together. Yeah. And sort the guys out at Paramount Plus. Yeah, they they need something to, you know, something to edge them on to be better. You know, I I, I don't rant because I want to rant. I want them to be better. I, I would love to be able to be on here next week and say, you know what? They've fixed a lot of these problems. It's now 4K. All the episodes are up. Um, I would love to not have to break the law to watch Star Trek. Yeah. I, I'm, I am going to subscribe to um, Paramount+. Plus. Uh, I will eventually one day. Yeah. Maybe not for Strange New Worlds. Because we don't yeah. know we don't know after Strange New Worlds when the next Star Trek is. I don't think it's been. We announced. don't know when Lower Decks is out. Do we? No, I think before Lower Decks, I believe it's Prodigy season one part two. So the the first season was twenty episodes split into a ten and a ten. When that second right, ten okay. is coming out, who the fuck knows? Bloody hell. Yeah. So maybe at some point we, we can have real nice conversations about how good Paramount Plus is um, and, and how much we love it. I mean, I doubt it. Like, Disney Plus has been out for at least a year now. Yeah. And the app itself is fucking naff. Oh, yeah. It's I'll, really shit. I, I forgot to say as well, um, if you've got... In, in this new age of smart TVs, um, Paramount Plus, although it's been launched, you know, including CBS All Active, for about a year or more, um, if you're on a couple of smart TVs that aren't too old, um, there's no app for it as well. So you've got to hook up a Fire Stick, an Apple TV, that sort of junk, or just watch it on an iPad or phone. You know, we're, we're all good media sets on your phone. Yeah, I mean, if you've got a casting device, then you're all right. Yeah. That's how I watch most TV. Well, I, I hear that the casting doesn't work perfectly to older Android TVs as well. So... Sweet. Yeah. Fantastic. Good work. So you need a top-of-the-range TV <laughs> yeah. to watch mid-tier quality episodes of Star Trek... That have been edited up their own ass, mm. um, and and you can't even watch the new shit. Sweet. Yep. Cool. Anyway, do we think we've ranted enough about this? Um, this poor showing by by those idiots at Paramount. Sure. Let's talk about the fucking episode. Yeah. So it, it, it's one I don't think that we've got. We we say this every oh, week. Oh wait 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 before 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 we talk about the episode. Yeah. Um, I think this this might be good for a cold open. Um, look at my stupid microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so just in order to get the, the trying to we've been trying to work out the best way to get the best quality everything out of everything. I have a very low quality setup. Mike's is much better. So I've been trying to work out the best way to do things. Um, my computer is not very good at, at doing two things at once. 
So uh, this week I'm trying to record my audio on my phone, which is going perfectly fine so far. But it does mean I need to use a microphone. And the other microphone I have is one of these little microphones that I have embedded into this Star Trek communicator, which I think is quite fitting. Yeah. Um, I know I look kind of stupid. It looks like you're having the longest conversation on an away mission. You know, it's not BBL, it's... I'm totally okay with it. It's, Scotty, I saw a load of people fighting. Yeah, but, look, but if I do that, you can hear it. You, oh. you, you can't hear it, but the you can hear it on the microphone. Yeah. I can definitely be like, it's it's good, because you can you can still hear it if I do this. That, that'll be... The, good for the, TikTok videos. Those bangs of the clothes, I'm going to definitely have to... Um, mute down a bit <laughs> so yeah. it's not piercing <laughs> but yeah like i i don't know i think that this the the sound quality on this episode will be much better these fucking little microphones are so shit but but they're actually really good quality which like the problem is the sound quality is good but the build quality is bad so this microphone might just fall apart in the next couple of weeks. Well, it's lucky it's got a protective shell. And fucking how? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so this week, I'll be talking to you through subspace. I think. Maybe. I don't know if the communicators do subspace. I still don't know how subspace works. It's it's lower than space or higher than space. It's a different dimension of space. I think it's next to space. I think it's right next to it. Space adjacent. Yeah, it's space adjacent. It's yeah. just slightly to the right of space. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, as, as we've said for the last couple of weeks, I, I don't think we've got much to talk about for this episode. So I nah. expect to finish talking in about four hours time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let, let, let's cut it there. Yeah, you cut it there. <laughs> cut it there. That's where you cut it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we we end up with just full beards. You know, the the gag would be we'd cut there and say the the recording cut out, so we have to start again, and we've just got full beards. No, we cut to us with full beards, and we're just like, anyway, enough about Paramount Plus. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then. The episode, uh, the Elysium Kingdom. The Elysium Kingdom. Dun, dun, dun. Um, as is tradition with Strange New Worlds, we've been starting every episode with a log, setting up whose episode it is, and we finally get a Umbenga log. Finally. Yeah. Man, I, I knew it was coming. Yeah. I knew that it would, like, from the preview of the series to come, there was that a clip of, of what we saw in this episode, which is Mbenga and Hema fucking about wearing a gowns. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking that when we get to that episode, it'll either be an Mbenga or a Hema episode. This week it was Mbenga's episode. Thank God. So um, after I Mbenga, what, Mbenga, the the actor, I had his stuff up. Um, the actor 
God, his voice is fantastic. It's so deep. I don't know what it is. Like he's It's almost like, too deep to, to be registered by yeah, microphones. It's like it's it's raspy mm. and deep, but also like oddly high pitched and like I don't know what the, the deal with that actor is, but man, he has the voice of someone who has lived a life. Yeah. He's in June. Uh, I only noticed um, on my week ago or two weeks ago review of June, uh, Dune, June, Dune. Uh, yeah, he plays Jamis. A... Yeah, Jamis. Yeah, man, one of the. Would Jamis? In the war of Dune. Dune. Yeah. Dune. I go with I go with uh, the Javier Bardem pronunciation. Dune. Yeah. Dune. Dune. With Dune. Jamis is. His role within the narrative is somewhat downplayed. However, in the overall narrative of the saga of Doom, Jamis has his role is very important in the overall character evolution of Paul Atreides. Mm. Um, and let, we won't get too much into Dune, but the way that they show him in Dune, the way that they show the different permutations of the way in which Paul might interact with a person that Jamis might fill the role of. Like, oh god. Hmm. It's so confusing and good. Yeah. But yeah, that actor... It's a fantastic film and I'm still 250 pages through the book and haven't done any in the last week so I probably need to reread the last 50 page. Babs! His name is Babs. Babs. Olusun Makun. Babs Olusun Makun. I'm not even going to try and mispronounce it. Babs. <laughs> Babs. Well, I'll call him Babs. Olusun Makun. Yeah. So, so we get the sultry tones of Babs. Babs Olusun Makun. Um. His log is saying, you know, they're, they're surveying a nebula. There's nothing for him to do. So he's researching spending and spending time with Rockia. I've called a Kia in the past. I was close to calling a Nokia. Um, yeah, I thought it was Nokia. Yeah, it's Rockia. Um, R-O-K-I-A. We've looked that up, have we? Well... I, I went by what the subtitles were telling me. So um, right, okay. Like the subtitles on the completely official version of are the they show, rolling? Yeah. Are they rolling the R? Is that why yeah. we are not picking up on it? Hmm. They're rolling the R. Okay. Yeah. Rukia. So, Rukia. Um. So as we know from previous episodes, he's been holding it, holding her in an existential hell reading her the same novel over and over again. Terrifying. Terrifying. And having her beamed out and just stored in the pattern buffer, sometimes mid-sentence. Um, again, existential hell. Rude. Yeah. Rude. Not not only a hell, but rude. Yeah. We, we know she materialises and goes, oh, you've read this part of the story before. We were up to further in the long in the story. Again, hell. She never sleeps. She just has a story read to her continuously. Hell. Yep. Uh, Presumably, like, she doesn't 
like the, the worst thing is she probably because she's like in stasis mm. she probably also doesn't need to sleep so she's probably fully like aware and I'm, i mean obviously she's fully aware but i mean like like she's awake all of the shit's firing i don't know if she is because she doesn't know when she's being beamed out but there is nothing but there is no like there's no physical yeah. outwards like stuff affecting her body so like every time she gets beamed back into that bed she's fresh yeah right i wonder if she was hungry or if she needed the toilet you know is she like oh Maybe can you not. cook me something dad and he's like you're about to disappear in 30 seconds i'll cook you something yeah mate time. i'll just yeah like i'll just i'll just like put some food equations into the pattern buffer yeah she might not ever be hungry yeah which is terrible because it means she's not enjoying delicious spicy food y yum and therefore not needing the um expel that delicious spicy food in the toilet eventually yeah she maybe doesn't need to go to the loo she's probably got terrible like potty training habits yeah, I don't know how old children are yeah. when they're supposed to be. No, no, I, I've that. got, I've got no idea how how old kids are by the look of them. No, I don't. I, get I it. understand that she's older than um, Leia and Luke, so she must be, she must be above ten, let's say. Okay, but you know, thirteen, maybe. I don't know. Maybe eight. No, I've got to be older than ten. Gotta be older than ten. I'm gonna say ten. Uh, I'm gonna say ten as a safety. Okay. So I think ten is fair yeah. because she's not. Oh, we forgot to do. We forgot to do episodes that you might like. Oh yeah, I tell you what. Yeah. I I remember I this time. I'm just Woo. before we do episodes that you might like. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that. That girl and little Leia from Obi-Wan Kenobi are about equally pitched in a hand-to-hand -hand fight. So I'm going to say they're about the same age, so I'm going to say 10. Okay, I'd bet on um, Rukia. I reckon Rukia well, I mean, like, I mean, like, skill-wise, Leia, she's probably yeah, feistier. Yeah. But I mean, like, base level... Mm. They're, they look about the same weight class. It's classic um, Trek versus Wars. Um, now we're making yeah, man, but we're just the kids the fight. To, like, have a, <laughs> like, fuck yeah. They are That's, the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, That's a great we'll way to fight. decide that shit. Yeah. Um, so for this week's episode, uh, if you liked our DS9 episode, Our Man Bashir, yeah. I think you're going to like this episode. If you like the um, Next Generation episode, um, uh, Hollow Pursuits, you will like this episode. Yeah. If you like the weird, I think maybe a two-parter episode, I couldn't find the name of the episode, but there's an episode of Farscape where they go into a weird, like, Alice in Wonderland fueled hallucination that is quite clearly filmed in a car park 
Yeah. It's in one of the later episodes. It's in one of the later seasons. And like in one scene, you can quite clearly see the lines on the ground of car- of parking spaces. You're just you describing like every different. episode of Farscape, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hallucinatory nightmare. This. If you like smoking weed, yeah, you will like this episode because yeah. it's really stupid. Yeah. Did you, well, yeah, did you have any others for episode, it? This episode fits very neatly into a Star Trek playlist that I like to call, and this is a long-winded title for a playlist, mm. um, uh, regular actors get to play different characters and they are fucking yeah. loving it. I, I also had it in my um, one saying if you'd pick them or, or say them. Um Bride of Chaotica. Bride of Chaotica. I was I was dubious about whether or not to put this because mm. they are aware. Yeah. Because because Janeway is aware. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to like you know, there there are some episodes of the actors getting to play different characters playlist where yeah. where they're aware of it and mm. other episodes where they're not. Yeah. Oh, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah. I, I would also say it's it's not where obviously people are unaware of the character they're playing. Oh, but Voyager, um, the two parts Herogen, uh World War Two. Yes, um, it's not hunted. Uh, no, but it's fucking sick. Yeah, they. Yeah, I mean, someone at um, Star Trek headquarters loves Nazis <laughs> or loves bringing. God, Nazis they fucking in. do. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's another playlist, though. The yeah, Nazi playlist. The Nazi playlist. Uh, yeah, man. Who knew in Star Trek there would be so many episodes about Nazis? Yeah. Um, but I, I was thinking the... Um, anytime you see Star Trek, people in Star Trek cosplay at Renaissance Furs. <laughs> the yeah. people that show up to that. Yeah, if you like memes of people in Star Trek cosplay at Ren Fairs, then you will love this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so, so where were we? So, Mbenga's log, he's talking about serving a nebula. He's got nothing to do, so he's trying to fix uh, Rokia. Um, Rokia asks to hear the end of the story um, before she gets put back in the buffer. And the second Umbenga starts, pretty much she says, oh, I don't like the end of this story. Can you change it? Fucking kids, man. Uh, <laughs> you know. Fucking kids. Oh, my God. The story is what it is. I'm reading you these pages. You don't like it. Write yeah. your own fucking story. Which is what he says to her, thankfully. Which is true. And, yeah. like, you know, that's how fan art is born. That's how fan yeah. fiction is born. You know, without that mindset, I wouldn't have the sickest fucking crew in all of Starfleet on my Star Trek Online. Yeah. Including a character I didn't show you last week. Uh, Mad Jack. Mad Jack. I realised after showing you, I didn't show you Mad Another Jack. Another serial killer. No, no. he's He's got a kilt. Okay. He has, like, I've given him lots of abilities that mean he doesn't, that, that he can carry a sword. He's designed after Mad Jack from the British Army in World War Two. All right, you know the yeah the Scottish guy that had the claymore and the kilt and the bow and arrow. Yeah, Mad Jack. I wouldn't go anywhere in the galaxy without him. Mad Jack. Uh, 
Um, but the main anyway, thing that Rokia wants to change is that, oh, she'd like the Huntress to help. You know, this character yeah. in a book that we don't know enough about to for it to matter before this episode. I don't think we need to, though, because... Like we're dealing with like fairy tale archetypes. I would say we're dealing with fairy tale archetypes, but the archetypes oh, tap yes. their marks. Um, archetypes, but as the series unfolds, they're not so much fairy tale archetypes. No, as they are like Dungeons and Dragons archetypes. Like yeah. there's a ranger, there's a pallet, you know, Hemmer's a paladin. Mm. Um, uh, Sporks, uh, Sporks. Spork. Uh, Spork's a sorcerer. Splurk's a splurkerer. Spork's in a spoon and, and a uh, fork. You know, like, it's definitely, yeah, but, like, we're dealing with archetypes. Like, you yeah. kind of get it, you know, yeah. when 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 the Huntress shows up and it's like, okay, we've got a, we've got a, a wood elf. Yeah. You know? Um... But that doesn't happen yet. No, but uh, in, in the story, Umbenga's saying, you know, Oh, you know, we can't change this because the king's forced to choose up giving up this mercury stone weapon something or saving the princess. Um, Done. Close book. Uh, Or Rokia asked to see uh, Mbenga's quarters and he says, at some point you'll see the whole ship. As a reminder, she hasn't seen his quarters. She's his child. She is his child. She has seen this room. Yeah. Yeah. It is an existential hell. Have one day where you set the, the transporter in in the medical bay to beam her to your quarters. It doesn't have to be for long, but she wants to have something to her life that isn't this one chair, this one room, this one book, this one person to interact with. The, uh, I, I would say, like, the, the happiest we've seen this child, hmm. but I'll correct that and say... The only time we have seen this child happy yeah. is when she was playing with that little boy who got sacrificed. Yeah. Like, that child is so lonely. Do you reckon Mbenga said that to her? Like, next time she was rematerialized, said, Oh, you know your friend? Um, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> your, your friend hey, had a. Uh... Do, you remember, do you remember beef jerky? Yeah. Do you remember beef jerky? Well, you remember your friend? Well, he looks like that now. Yeah. Uh, we we went past the planet that night, the children crawled. Yeah. We could have spared this child who would have a full and healthy life and, and passed you on instead. Obviously, we wouldn't ethically, but um, maybe it would have been better for that kid. <laughs> I'm just being very hard to uh, Rocky here. Tell you what, Mike. That, that is evil. dark. Yeah. Well, you know. But needs I mean, the many. Need, needs of the child that will live a long time. Needs of the many. Yeah. Needs of the many. Yeah. Holy shit. That's dark. I go dark once in a while. Um, oh man, that is dark. I love it. I mean, if this if this kid's got like four months in her. And they burn through kids in two months. Ship her off to that planet. They can burn through her and go like, that saved a kid. Just give her a haircut. Yeah. Kids all look the same. They're all genderless. 
Yeah. Fucking, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. We, we, we did talk about how nice that kid was, how he endeared himself to the crew. Has Rokia endeared herself to anyone? Anyone other than Mbenga? No. Has she made friends with Spock? No. The only other crew member that knows about her, Una, she hasn't met. (laughs) That would be a fair trade. That would be a more than fair trade. Dropping Dropping off this kid to die. Hey, man, could you imagine that scene? And instead of, like, Pike, like... He's just like, yeah, here's the kid. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, no, don't sacrifice that kid. We've got one of our own to sacrifice. Oh, no. Don't hook that perfectly healthy child up to that machine. Yeah. Or he's like, he's doing that. No, don't hook up that kid to sacrifice him. We've got a kid that you can have instead. (laughs) If it has to be a kid, yeah. her dad's a doctor. <laughs> he he must agree to this ethically, possibly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's only wasting resources by being transported backwards and forwards again. And then the next day, everyone's just like, we had like five hours missing from the logs. And we don't know what happened, but whatever happened, the ship is operating at, at back, like... extra efficiency. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Very strange. Very strange. Um, Anyway. I mean, mean, that's not a spoiler or anything for the end of the episode. Nah. We'll get get there. We'll get there. Um, If you want want to hear about how it's a spoiler, skip forward two hours in this recording. (laughs) Two hours, maybe. Yeah. Um, So, Mbanga transports her back into the buffer and starts doing research for himself, mixing chemicals in beakers like he's, you know, a high school chemistry teacher. Um, yeah, man, old school, get with the pestle and mortar. Yeah. You know? Who knows what he's fucking... Yeah, he seems like an old school guy, really, in Benga. He was yeah, applying man. weird paste to Spock's head, wasn't he? Uh, well, I mean, presumably, if they're, you know, it's like like with Dr. Phlox, you know, they're going mm-hmm. through the galaxy. It's still early days in the progression of the Federation. They're probably picking up all kinds of weird plants. Yeah. You know, that's how you extract shit from plants. You dry them out, you bash them up, you yeah. mix them. Yeah, you fucking, you do all kinds of shit. Yeah. You know, you bash them up, bash them off. Yeah. You fucking, you mix in some baking soda boil it with water until yeah. it turns into a crystal you stick it in a pipe you smoke it yeah oh no that's crack you know six of one half a dozen of the other has he tried yeah. crack in in curing rakia for all we know crack is the main ingredient in i mean he says he's curing. tried everything <laughs> he's just like here rakia just have a bit of this <laughs> i want you yeah. to just uh Hold this pipe. Turn, within about two minutes, just turn the transporter back on. Just yeah. like, okay, that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> she would not shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, but Mbenga mixing these chemicals and one blows up straight in his face. And we have the the computer put an emergency force field around it after it's already, you know, gone all over him. That could kill him in seconds. Yes, yeah, straight up. Yeah, if that was amyl nitrate, he'd be dead. Yeah. 
That could be, you know, yeah. some weird, like, that could be the light virus again, or that could be the naked now virus, or something even worse. And it's just that like, could literally, it, it, like, it couldn't, it, not even that, that could literally just be the fumes emitted by noxious chemicals that yeah. kill you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, there is, there is a reason why, like, household cleaning chemicals. It says on the bottles not to mix them with other cleaning chemicals because yeah. you shouldn't inhale the fumes. Yeah. Like, please don't try and make mustard gas, people. Yeah, <laughs> he could have. He literally could have made mustard gas yeah. if he'd have inhaled that. He'd be dead. Yeah, but anyway, um, Una arrives in and wonders why the shuttle crew hasn't been checked over and cleared for duty, and it's because. And Benga's got lost in his work trying to cure his, you know, dead daughter. His, his soon-to-die daughter. Uh, and she, you know, tells him off and, and sends him to bed, really. Um, says, you know, you can look at, at the shuttle crew after you get some sleep because you're clearly I mean, overworked. Probably, 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 I mean, she comes in. Why haven't the shuttle crew been cleared for work yet? Oh, because I've been so busy. Yeah. Oh, well, why don't you have a rest? Yeah. Maybe clear the shuttle crew. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 good management in a utopia where you don't need to clear the shuttle crew. But at the same time, you know, kind maybe there should like be a different doctor. Yeah. Or there should be a different <laughs> doctor clearing that shuttle crew. Kind of feels like you need more than one doctor in a yeah. ship with 300 people. We, we know at least in TOS times there's Bones and Mbenga. Where's Mbenga's, you know, Bones? Or where's Mbenga's Mbenga? Where are Mbenga's Bones? Are yeah. they in the buffer? <laughs> Who knows? But like, Who knows? Yeah, it, it, it's definitely... I, I, it, it was weird to me that she came in. Why, why hasn't yeah. this been done? Oh, because of these reasons. Oh, well, never mind then. Yeah. Um... But we're, we're, then we jump to the bridge and the survey is complete and we're ready to go off exploring again. And Pike's really happy that isn't it nice to just be exploring and, and researching rather than no battles, no chaos, none of that guffing. Um, we're just living a life, doing exploring as, as the ship should be. Because um, he's a boy scout, isn't he really? As we know. Yeah. So... They try and warp away. Nothing happens. Boom. Try and warp away again. Um, not only nothing happens, Ortega, it sh- you know, shakes the ship. Ortega knocks herself out. Great. Good work. <laughs> it's so silly. Ortega, like, stands up like, okay. Yeah. Ortega stands up purely to set up the... Yeah. Ortega's falling down. Yeah. I was like, why is she standing up to, to press warp? And I was like, okay, there we go. You know. Ortega's falls down, hits her head. Hmm. Mike, tell me, just just off the top of your mind, what could have prevented that from happening? What well, well, sitting down, seat belts? Uh, Sitting down, or if she had to stand up. Bracing herself. Some kind of railing. Yeah, railings would be nice. Railings! Yeah. She'd only managed to fall over the railing, though. 
I don't think we've had yeah, that yet. Like Someone topple over and like yeah. catastrophically flip over and break both her legs. Well, we we normally get that in in a couple of track series. Like someone goes over the um, like wharf, falls over the thing, or yeah. in TOS the the orange or red bar, depending on your TV set. Someone, you know, the stuntman on yeah. set throws himself across it. You know, we yeah. I don't think we've had that yet. Maybe maybe next uh, next two episodes. Um, but Umbenga hasn't even got into bed yet, and he's caught up to the bridge. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but he's up in the turbo lift. He steps out, and the whole bridge—it's still the bridge, but it's dressed as a medieval fair, really. Yeah, man. There's wall hangings. Shit looks yeah. like an eyes wide shut party. Mm. Candles Every- everywhere. There's there's fabric hanging Oof. up. Yeah. It's just, but the, sh- but it's still the bridge. Yeah. So it's it's not even like. It's not even like Mbenga has stepped into a different world. Mm. He's just stepped in onto the bridge, and the bridge is covered in drapes. Yeah, and as as well as the bid, bridge being dressed up, um, everyone on the bridge is all dressed up as well. So, yeah, man, it's a Ren fair. It's yeah. a Renaissance party. Yeah. Everyone's wearing doublets and singlets and unitards and leotards fluffy collars for pike and stuff like that ruffs the, yeah ruffs yeah a rough course yeah yeah man um and it's all hail the king because umbenga's the king of this renaissance fair this whatever the fuck's going on yeah <laughs> yeah man amazing performance uh uh by i'm not even gonna say uh it's it's an amazing performance by pike yeah I've, I've noticed down because it's another comedy episode, really. Um, definitely, all, all the all decent lines Pike says throughout as this cowardly um, chamberman, Mister uh, Smithers. Yeah, Pike Anson Mount playing the the best live action portrayal of Mister Smithers from The Simpsons that yeah. ever could be. He's got that um, camp energy around him as well, like. Or so him and Ortegas are playing off each other and he's just, you know, rolling his eyes in the background. Rolling his eyes. He, later on in the episode, he slaps his wrist and goes, ooh. <laughs> oh, I've been bad. I was yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic stuff that, you know, Pike, Pike this episode is, is pulling out all the stops acting-wise. Um, the main, like, like Anson Mount's portrayal of um, Mr. Smithers is the reason is the main reason why this episode sits in the playlist of episodes where um, regular actors get to play different characters and they are loving it yeah. because, like, this is a stupid character, hmm. but Anson Mount is is giving it one hundred and ten percent the entire time. Yeah. And he's clearly fucking loving it. Yeah. Again, stuff like this shows that how wasted he was as a mute, barely doing anything in uh, the Inhumans TV show. I mean, he's handsome, yes, but... Yeah. Did they give him his hair? No. Did they give him stuff like this? 
They did. They, they do butcher his hair for this. I would say. Um, they 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 definitely fucked it. Like they, but purposefully, it yeah. wasn't out of malice. No. It had a point to it. However, my boy, I need something to stuck in my stuff in my cheeks to go full Brando. Look how they massacred my boy. I mean, the cheeks are working. Um, but we're, we're up on the bridge and it doesn't take Umbenga long to realise that everyone is someone from this book that he's been reading to um, his kid. Yeah, man, there's there's some weird, like, like something weird going on. There's some interdimensional shit. For some reason, the story that he's been reading to his child has come, has 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 taken over the ship. Yeah. And in what I think is 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 a wonderful bit of justice. Yeah. Now Mbenga must live the living hell that he has put his daughter through for God knows how long. Yeah. So, so you the characters were. This fucking story. Will you be the fucking king, you son of a bitch? And you'll live in it forever. Um, so Pike is Sir Roth, the uh, chamberman of the king, a cowardly uh, character. You know, the, as you were saying, it's all archetypes, isn't it? Really, but it's, he's just like a primo kiss ass. Yeah. Um, we have Ortegas as. Sir Adya. Yes. Um, the chivalrous Chivalrous knight. knight constantly looking out for the safety of the king. Absolutely. Yeah. And Umbenga's in this. Um, he's trying to work out, oh, are the, the crew just playing a, a prank on me? He goes to a computer and they go, oh, do you mean the oracle? They do all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's no anomalies. There's nothing wrong with a ship. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, and he thinks maybe the gas that he poured into his face before that didn't kill him, maybe that's making him hallucinate. Yeah, man, maybe maybe huffing all that pain wasn't such a good idea. Yeah. But we get uh, we get our first hint, or you know, the, the characters who have lost their mind saying, oh, this, this fog... And pointing outside the view screen, this fog is terrible, and it's uh, it will not pass, and all that, and it's just the nebula yeah. that they were surveying, really. Yeah, that was cool. That was a, that was a nice. I like. I don't know why I like that, but like, I like that. Yeah. This fog. Mm. What you mean? This giant, kilometers wide, mass of 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 noxious gases and particles. Yeah. All, all great stuff. All great stuff. So Umbenga wants They'd to... never be able to watch 4K Paramount Plus through no. that fucking nebula. <laughs> no, they, they'd get worse quality than the UK and Ireland. Uh, if you can believe it. If you can. Um, so Umbenga says, you know what, I'm going to go down to medical and use a, a magical device, a tricorder, to work out what's, what's happening. Um, I mean, it is. It's yeah. a magical device. Well, like... it's it's the um, is it Asimov that it, anything you can't explain, anything sufficiently advanced 
looks like magic or whatever. Um, it wasn't Asimov. Uh, Arthur C. Clarke. Arthur C. Clarke. So, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So, so we go to um, medical, and Chapel is there, and she is kind of a not a witch, but a, a she's got a cauldron. She's, she's a member of what we call up in Yorkshire. Mm. Up in Yorkshire, she's what we would call a member of the cunning folk. The cunning folk. Yes, that's what we used to call witches here in Yorkshire. Yeah. Um, I've got written down on my notes. Chapel is dressed as Old Mother Shipton. Oh, okay. Do you know? I do not um, know Old Mother Shipton. <sighs> this is this is some you know northeast. That's, that's very uh, local to Yorkshire. Yeah. So where I'm from in Yorkshire, which is a different part of England to where Mike is from, because England is it consists of different areas, and we don't move about. Don't move. Generally, generally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which which is as 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 Chapel is shown is act I'll be honest, the Chapel's portrayal of a witch is actually probably one of the most realistic portrayals of a witch that I've seen in television. Yeah. She reminded me Almost. a bit like um I don't know if you've played the new God of War, but Freya from that. Um, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So it's she's literally someone goes to her. I've got I've got a, a boo boo on my elbow, mm. and she goes, "All right then," and chews up some weeds, and then sticks it on your elbow, and then that that heals it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, old Mother Shipton was a was a witch local to where I'm from. She made prophecies. She was mentioned in Good Omens. Okay. My only notes for Chapel and how much they vary. I've got, she's almost examining uh, Umbenga's chakra. And second note, she's tall as fuck. <laughs> yeah, she's tall as fuck. Yeah. She's tall. She's tall. She's, she's a, a tall one. And tall I also one. noticed um, those tattoos on they her back. fingers, yeah. on her wrist. They are there. Those are that actress's tattoos. Yeah. Uh, looking again because um, I did cut them into the episode last week. Um, I think it's the stunt performer who doesn't... They they didn't mask or they didn't put the tattoos on the stunt performer, temporary tattoos. So when yeah. it cuts to him, uh, the stunt performer, no tattoos and just to throw the guy over the shoulder or whatever. Yeah. But Mike notices. I noticed, you know, disappearing tattoos. You can't you gotta, fool me you once. Gotta, you gotta, gotta be on that shit when Mike's about. Mm. Um, but Umbenga scans himself, and there's nothing wrong. He scans Chapel and her. What was it? I, I can't remember. Her dopamine her levels. Dopamine, of course. Were, were uh, I clued into that because, as a person with ADHD, I have naturally low dopamine levels. Uh-huh. So I'm watching this, and he's like, "Your dopamine levels are elevated," and I'm like, "Good for her." That would be nice. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. Never mind. Um, but we, we we then have La'an um, arrive as Princess Talia. Oh, and doesn't she just arrive? Yeah. So she's they, in like, a full princess gown. They puppy in hand. smoke machine like she's yeah. coming out onto fucking... Stars in their eyes. <laughs> what an entrance. No one's going to get stars in their eyes. 
<laughs> Unless they're oh, our age. On, from the UK. No one's going to get stars in their eyes. Look it up on YouTube. You'll yeah. love it. It's like Carrie. It's it's before X Factor and Pop Idol and American Idol. Yeah. There was stars in their eyes. And instead of going on to multi-million dollar recording contracts, they all went home back to work at the local butchers that they worked in beforehand. Hey, one of them went back to a guitar shop in Harrogate. Oof. But she's in a, a full princess outfit. Her dog that she's carrying is in a princess outfit. Did did you the think, because the dog is called Runa, did you think the dog was Una? No, I didn't notice the dog was called Runa. Oh. I thought the dog was Una, because Name where's that dog, dog come from? Her friend. Yeah, I was like, where's oh. that dog come from? Because I can understand making, you know, illusioning dresses and stuff like that. But that's a living creature. Where's that dog? Is someone smuggling a dog like the doctor's smuggling a daughter? That was Ensign Ricky. Mm. What's his name? Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Lieutenant Kyle. That was Lieutenant Kyle. Got turned into a dog. Yeah, a man. Um, and if we're going to shout out Pike for having, or Anson Mount for having... Um, or acting very differently and pulling it off. I want to shout out Mate. Christina Chung. Mate, wildly different character. Yeah. Absolutely. Thoroughly irritating in the two scenes that she was in. Yeah. And played that thoroughly irritating exceptionally well. That being said, I'm now wildly attracted to her. Uh, a woman, a yeah, woman in any sort of corset will, will get me. Um, and... Ah, you see, I was already attracted to her when she was being a badass. Like that's yeah. again, we are two very different people. Yeah. We have two very distinct. She, she could be a badass in a corset. I, I just now nah, you see, like I don't, I don't know what it is, but yeah. it's it's when she, it's when she's. I like I like hair being tied up. Mm. I like I like punching. When you say her being tied up, do you mean her? her no, I'm saying her. her. No, I don't say her, her. but I okay. say her. That's you. Uh, That's your lot. Yeah. You say her and her. Uh. her. Okay. We don't even say the H. We say her. Uh. We say her. Uh. Uh. We've tied her up. Tied her up. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, so like when she's being badass, like, yeah, when she's being princess... Thoroughly Not annoying when she's when she's like having a go at people. Yeah, I'm into that. Well, in our fantasies, we can we can uh, trade her off, trade off uh, the rejections the most... from Christina Chung. I'm just I'm just I'm just watching um, uh, Umbrella Academy, and I've just seen in a scene background. where um, uh, the character who can whisper things into people's brains. Mm. Is yelling at Elliot Page. Yeah. And in that moment, I've never been more attracted to that person when she's screaming in his face. And I'm like, oh. yeah. I don't know what it is. My partner has such big biceps. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, I mean, whatever my revs the engine, man. Whatever revs I, think the engine. Might, like, I think it might have to do with that. It, it's, as I say, it's to each their own. Whatever revs people's engine is is all good, really, you know? 
Yeah, man. You know, if, if your engine gets revved, get your engine revved wherever it gets revved. Yeah, man. You can rev my engine by yelling at it. <laughs> Ladies, remember that for <laughs> breathing. There we go. Um, but there we're, we're setting up, I suppose, the story that's um, Umbenka already knows. So the princess comes in and says, or La'an comes in, who is the princess, and says, Oh, the Queen Neve, or Neva? Nev. Nev. Oh, I've written it down as, as never, of course. Um, I, like, in my head, I kept thinking, do, are, are they meaning to say Maeve or Neve? Yeah. Because Queen Maeve, that's a character from from The Boys. The Boys, yeah. Queen Neve, that's a character from Celtic mythology. Yeah. But probably somewhere between. Yeah, Nev is there, and um, the the treaty that they have has been broken, and Nev has stolen uh, Queen Nev has stolen the princess's uh, kingdom, and somehow, somehow, God only knows. Um, again, it's all on the Enterprise. It's just following the book, I suppose. And. Princess Talia Laan has come to Pike saying, can you use the Mercury Stone, your your miracle weapon, to stop uh, the Queen, Queen Nev, Neve, Nev, Neve, Nev, 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 Neve. Um, so they, they all go trotting out, or they hear out the door um, Hemma being carried away by the Crimson um, Guard Oh, oh wait! Is this is this when they set is this when they set out to find the swamp of infinite death? No, this this is slightly before that. Um, so the swamp of Inf- infinite death comes from Spock a bit in a bit of. All right, okay. Um, so oh the man, crimson... I was, there must be there there must be such a big gap in my notes where I was just <laughs> start watching it going, what the fuck? Yeah, can't understand what's happening here. So that the crimson guard. Is the the other woman from Ops? Um, yeah, man. I kept is. thinking, like, I kept like this episode. I kept thinking, I was like, <sighs> yeah, man. That nav. I think she's navigation. That navigator is. See, I can't remember what the TOS stations are. I always assumed it's, she was Ops. It's helm and navigation. At is the front. it okay? So yeah, that That's navigator. Funny. She yeah. is. Um, She's pushing her luck in terms of the amount of danger she's putting herself in. Yeah. But isn't it amazing? We know who or where she sits on the bridge, despite her having, you know, barely being featured. Yeah. Um, who sits in what position on Discovery? Other than the two up front, because they're the... I, uh, oh, whoa. Yeah, She's no, the they're, they're up front. I'm not letting you have the ones up front. They're literally in every shot, so you can't have them. Philip? No. Philip is a tactical. Um, Steven? Bryce. No. Bryce? No, Bra- Bryce is the other one. Um, it's um, Reese is tactical. So that's Philip. Yeah. 
There's Bryce and Replacement Bryce. What was Bryce. the name that you just said? Bryce and Replacement Bryce. Bryce. Bryce's Communications. Yeah, who had to leave the show a couple a couple of days before the end of Discovery and got Replacement yeah. Bryce. Uh, Bryce, who looked the exact same. The, and the Cyborg. Arium. She hasn't been in it for two seasons, mate. The actress has been, um, as someone else. Michael Burnham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Saru. Yeah. yeah. Boom. But is, isn't it so Next. different that we know, like, the people on the bridge in yes. this, yeah. in less than 10 episodes, and we're still yeah, like, we're, who the fuck the, is Bryce? The, the crew are the focal point. We know it's yeah. Uhura, La'an, Ortegas, the navigator who's pushing her luck. Yeah. Yeah, we, we know all of those people. Yeah. Whereas season one of, of Disco, beyond Detma maybe, I had no clue who any of those people were and still don't yeah. to some degree. Um, but yeah, she she's part of the Crimson Guard, <coughs> the Evil Queen's, um, you know, attack force, whatever. And she's dragging away Hema, who knows all this is an illusion. Hema! Hema, he's turned up. What does hey, it mean? We need like a, a celebrate. I'll, I'll put it in the background, you know, um, celebrate good times, come on. Hema's back in this bitch. Yeah, he, he's back. It's all good. He's been gone for four episodes or something like that. He's back. Oh, I'll tell the you big what, man is back. I know exactly why he's been gone, because he's been working on his quips. Yeah. Because this episode, Hema is fantastic. Yeah. He, he's, you know, I, I, I somewhat cynically think Hema isn't in a lot of the episodes because the actor um, is blind. Hmm. And I, it's I, easy, easy to think that that's a difficult thing logistically to work yeah, around. Yeah, like um, when it came to filming Eternals with um, uh, whoever the speedster was, uh, the, the the deaf actress. Yes, the deaf actor. The, the deaf actor. The, the deaf actor. Um, that apparently there were Angelina Jolie had to come up with. Um, a way to signal that it was this actor's time to speak because it, there wasn't a industry standard for that being used in Disney. Wow, like such a simple thing. Yeah, which such is bad, you know. <laughs> like I work in hospitality, yeah. right? I've, I've worked, I've waited tables, I've tended bar for years. Mm. I have dealt with countless people that have that are deaf yeah and i have learned little bits of sign just because of how it relates to my job yeah. and it's all simple stuff eat like yeah. that's that's the sign for food yeah. that's the sign for drink like it's it's so it's all so simple yeah how has the process not been simplified in one of the most successful industries in the world yeah and, you know, I, I haven't heard reports, so I will say I haven't heard reports that that is the reason when it comes to Strange New Worlds. But I know there was that reason when there was that difficulty for the uh, deaf actor when it came yeah, to it's, Eternals. It's fair to assume that there's probably a, a, a 
fact, an important factor. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But w- he's back. The big man is back. Um, and he sees... Well, he he um, he senses reality for what it is, um, but he's being dragged away by this guard, um, and they think he is Caster the Wizard. He's a he's a, he's a wizard. Why not? Yeah, he's a wizard, Harry. But he's screaming like the fuck's wrong with you all. Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't get what the fuck is going on at all. He's, he's, he's not, he's an Ena. He probably doesn't even have a, and he's blind. He doesn't have a reference for what's going on. So yeah. like, as far as he's concerned, something weird happened. And then everyone's just runs up to him like, art thou the wizard? Yeah. Thou art the wizard. And he's like, why are you saying thou art? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's. Poor, poor confused guy. Um, but he gets carried away. And the the crew that is, or the group that is there, with, which is Lan the princess, Ortega's the um, the bodyguard or the the king's guard, Pike the the chamberman, um, all get told by Mbenga that he doesn't have the uh, the the mercury stone, the mercury whatever, um, but. Caster does, so they're going to have to try and rescue Caster. Yeah. Um, and they they all go back to a briefing room and look at a map. And did you did you have a, a glance at the map when they were looking I at didn't, it? I didn't. I didn't. I oh, didn't see the map. What you, did the map? You, you missed um, what I, what I thought was the the best uh, visual gag of the episode is that the the map is it's. Like a scroll from um, Lord of the Rings or anything like that with hills on it. But it's in the shape <laughs> of the Enterprise. So there's only hills and stuff like that in the Enterprise from a side on view. Oh, what? How did I miss that? <laughs> yeah. to find that. I love awesome. that. I love that. Um, and it's only on there for a, a second or so. It's fantastic. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I've got to find that. Right. Sorry. I'll cut it into the episode if you want. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god. Such a such a fun used. visual. That is gonna get used in so many Dungeons and Dragons tournaments. Yeah. Like that is like that is phenomenal. That's amazing. It, I would say it. it's it's one of the, the best things. Of the chef's kiss detail. Yeah, I'd missed um, Laan singing as well, which was a a chef chef's kiss of the humor of the episode, where she's just saying, "When you fall in battle, I will sing for you," and she does a. Yeah. Although I will say the actor, the actor whose name is Christina Chung. Hitting those notes. She is. She is. Got some pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh man, that is. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is where we meet Spark. 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 Um, Spark. Splurk. Spark. Splurk. Um, who's Pollux, the Pollux. wizard? Not. 
Pollux, who I believe was Nick Cage's character in, was it Face Off? Was Pollux? Um, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. Um, there was a couple. There's there's a few things. I think there's also like a um, a disease. Basically, it's a really not nice sounding word that's yeah. great for the name for a villain. But he's he's Pollux the wizard, the brother of Castor. So mm. I went Pollux from Face Off to Castor Troy. Pollux My is God, Nick Pollux Cage's is the brother. name of the brother from from Face Off. I'm all about the Face Off connections, man. It's all Face Off now. Wait, let me just make sure that's right. Yeah. Pollux Troy! That's the name of the brother! Oh my god! So. So. I, I Emma, have no doubt. Emma that, is Nicolas Cage. Yeah. I, I think we're going to be the only fucking people that oh have. Oh my god! The, 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 the my mind is blown! Gaster <laughs> and Pollux! Back again! Back again back again we're, we're definitely going to be the only people who you know even close to pick up on that if it was intentional if it wasn't intentional that's fantastic oh that's so funny but we've got um spock in he's borrowed elmer's wig from picard season two yeah man um and he's, a great look i'll no, be honest and he's half regrown his beard from discovery season two Run. Again, right. not a great look. Um, he says, you know, the Queen has Hema, or the Queen has Caster, Troy. Um, oh, and Benga says, you know, can will you help us free uh, Caster Troy? He says, oh, if you promise that, you know, you're going to not only not rescue him for using his powers, you're going to rescue him and set him free. Because I'm his brother, I'm clearly a good guy, even though I dress in all black in a, a oh, fairy yeah. tale. Yeah. Yeah. I look like Grima Wormtongue, but you can trust me. Yeah. I was getting Wormtongue vibes from that dude. Um, but that's where it's coming into the Swamp of Sadness or whatever it is. Ah, uh, yes. The, what was it? The Swamp of Infinite Death? Yes. The Swamp of Infinite Death. Yeah. Great. It makes, yeah. makes you think of that scene from uh, Neverending Story. Yeah. Poor Who horse. doesn't love being reminded of that horse drowning to death? Even if that horse, the horse actor, didn't drown to death, that was a horse actor that was thoroughly distressed. Um, yeah, no, that horse had PTSD. Yeah. Like, for sure. And it's not like horses can stay away from mud, is it, really? No. You know, they're going to be ridden around a paddock surrounded by fields. There's going to be mud everywhere for the rest of that horse's life. Yep. So Spock says, you know, he can lead them um, a way that goes past or avoids the swamp, and it's a Jeffrey's tube. So we're, we're up a Jeffrey's tube again. Second time, hey, two weeks. Fantastic. Jeffrey, oh, good old Jeffrey tubes. Good old Jeff tubes. Um, and this is where we, we have our reveal of who the queen is. At this point, I was thinking it was going to be Una. Yeah. Totally thought it was going to be Una, but... Nah, man. You want to get the theatre actress to do the really camp scene-tuary. Yeah. Uh, and 
Maybe you f- fell in love with her because um, she was being a strong woman. I mean, you are not wrong there, Mike. <laughs> like, that is definitely the most attracted to Uhura I have been yeah. in this iteration when she was being all mm, evil. Yeah. <laughs> so she's yeah. doing a, a Bride of Chaotica, really. Um, Loved it. Loved or, it. Or uh, Discovery Mirror. All, all the bad guys are doing Discovery Mirror uh, acting, really. They're all, no, you'll... you'll Get them I'll get you, my pretty, pretty. Yeah. They're, witch, they're doing the Wicked sort of, Witch of the West. Yeah. With dagger fingers, you know, little um, dagger fingers on. Um, yeah, man. But they, the group has been uh, betrayed by Spock, by Pollux Troy <laughs> from Face Off. Yep. And they're, they're all led in there. And this is where we get Pike slapping his wrist and going, ooh, <laughs> hurting himself. And Ahura's, or the, the Queen, is ready to send them all to the torturer to get out information of where the, yes. the weapon is. Yes, um, because they, they're, they're, they're interrogators. They, what was the word she said? She was, said something like, oh, they, they look everywhere. They know they know where to look, and I'm like, are they gonna look up his butt? Yeah. With this fucking mercury stone, is that what she's saying? Is just like glove. Are they the TSA? Yeah. Are they the TSA? Are they gonna look up and bang his butt for this fucking stone so they can evolve their Pokemon or whatever? <laughs> like this, this fucking mercury stone, which, which again, hopefully it's not actually mercury because mercury is just liquid it yeah man don't lick it yeah if he's got it up his butt then it's yeah, oh yeah no you definitely can't have yeah. a mercury stone up your butt no no um but yeah, it, quick scene and then it just ends with the crew in the transporter room because i don't think they've got a a brig set uh, <laughs> and they're, they're reunited with hammer again no, you have a good point there. They yeah. should have been in the brig. Yeah, they, they, they don't have a brig set, so it's just the transporter room with bars. Well, let's let's put them somewhere they can't escape. I know. Let's put them on the transporter pad. Mm. And Hammer, for this technological genius, has been locked on the transporter pad for a while and hasn't just transported himself away. Obviously, he can't get to the controls, but you'd think he could open up the bottom and just. He do summer. He, yeah. did, he does summer. He does summon later on. So you know. Yeah. Um. But this is where we have Umbenga explain to Hema about the Elysium Kingdom book and how he's been reading it uh, to his daughter. And Hema explains that oh, there's this consciousness from outside the ship. And the only thing that stopped him being took over or, or going daft was uh, his own techno uh, telepathic. Tele- there we go. Telepathic. There we go. That's the word. Telepathic. Telepathic. Telepathic training and his abilities um, have saved him. But it was painful. But he repelled it away. Whatever. Yeah. It was like uh, squeezing his brain through his nose, which is lovely. But to, to get out of the, the prison of the transporter room, Hammer pulls out his powerful magic, which is just yeah, a man. 
uh, you know, laser scalpel thing. Love that. Yeah. How did you do that? I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. He does Love the, um, what would a human uh, magician say at this point sort of thing. It's abracadabra. I like that. Psst. Look away. You'll be blinded. I won't, but you will. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. I love it. He's great. Like I, like I say, this episode, like, that's the reason why we haven't seen him for ages because he's been doing, like, personnel training on how to... Yeah. How to be quippy with your, with your relentlessly quippy crew that you've managed to find yourself with. Uh, but Ahura's sending um, Spock out to hunt down the group. Um, and this is where there's a sword fight between Ortegas and uh, a the, bunch of them a bunch of them including... a bunch of them but yeah Ortegas does square up to that navigator yeah and and in this moment again I'm thinking <laughs> you're not a main cast member you could very much die in this time bomb that navigator yeah it, it, it was at, at this point and they do and Benga does say something about it a couple, you know, a scene later or whatever, but I was like, no one seems concerned. All these crew members could be stabbed to death. All of them. All of them could die <laughs> in this. You know, Uhura could be, you know, throwing them into the warp core. Any, yeah. Anyone against it. And Mbenga's like, mm, okay. And he says something like, we've got to end this fantasy before someone gets seriously hurt. Like, oh, what, what, like, like, say, if someone gets, like, hit with an arrow, yeah, multiple like, like people, they just did. yeah, yeah, we better sort this out before someone gets hurt, like these guys, yeah. And again, Mbenga's a doctor, and he's just like, all oh, these guys have been hit with an arrow. The, these crew members of mine, they might be out of their mind at the moment. Nah. They'll be fine. They'll be cool. Why not? Tis but a flesh wound. Yes, yeah. But it it's Uhura, uh, Una that saves the day, coming in as the ranger character, the huntress of yeah, the man. forest, um, knocking Ooh. all these guys down with arrows. Aragorn. Yeah. She, she's off shooting people to save them so they can go to engineering. And Hemmer's scanning the nebula. He finds a consciousness but no body. And that's where he comes up which with is, it. Which, which was cool. Like, yeah. at that point in the thing, like, that's when we start actually getting fed some details about yeah. what's actually going on. Hmm. And, like, it's, it's a bit of consciousness. It's still very, to me, um, and Future Arm parried it when they did the Star Trek episode um, for them, when they had half the crew back. But, you know, flowing green hands in space that have no body to them, but they're just out there for some reason. Yeah, there's um, the Next Generation episode, one second, just looking it up, that it reminded me of where they, they, they fly into the black expanse that has, uh, like, an identity and it's messing with them. Um, the one with the face. It's Miguel yeah. or something like that, isn't it? Nagilum. Nagilum. There you go. Hammer suggests that it's a, it's a Boltzmann brain. A spontaneous consciousness that just emerged in the middle of space. 
Yeah. So I I did look up the Boltzmann brain as well. Sorry. Let me get let me get that up as well. Okay. Because that is a it's it's actually. So the Boltzmann brain is um, just reading off Wikipedia. The Boltzmann brain thought experiment suggests that it might be more likely for a single brain to spontaneously form in a void um, rather than for the entire universe to come about in the manner uh, cosmetologists think it actually did. Okay. So it's basically, it it kind of links into um, things like simulation theory, Hmm. where like when we look at the evolution of human of, of, of humanity, so much of our evolution is predicated on um, happenstance, yeah. you know? Um, if you believe in panspermia, then, like, a, a asteroid happened to fall onto Earth to create life, and then another ap- asteroid happened to fall on Earth to eradicate the dinosaurs and to create the Ice Age. Yeah. And then humanity happened to evolve in a certain way, and our plate tectonics happened to move in a certain way. That human migration went in a certain way. Like so much of evolution and and um, societal migration, it's all predicated on chance. Hmm. That on paper, it is more likely that a spontaneous consciousness would erupt yeah that like it's it's more likely that this is all a simulation yeah yeah um or that like it's it's more likely for a consciousness to just well it's according to the boltzmann brain thought experiment it's as likely for a consciousness to spontaneously like happen Mm as it is for it to happen gradually over eons of evolution. Yeah. Okay. Um, from what I can tell, there's a lot of holes in the theory, but holes that have been filled in by other philosophers and theoreticists over the years, resulting in more and more questions, resulting in more holes, that things, as, as all philosophical theories have been. But that is the base. And who doesn't love a hole in a filled hole, really? Hammer posits, I I believe, that the entity must be reading Mbenga's mind if it's coming up with a story that he tells his kid or a story that he knows. And he suggests to Mbenga that maybe we can break the connection between you and the entity by hurting you. And Una is all up for it and Ortega's isn't, and we find out that um, that those two are more connected in the book than they should be, and they are banging, you know? It's an, more horniness in Star Trek. Oh we, oh, oh, we know each other. Quite well. Quite well. Yeah. Umbenga realises because those two characters that Una and Ortega's are playing have this connection, whereas in the original book... They didn't. Yeah. It's his, it's Rockia's, the Nokia um, 3210's version of the story. So the entity must be reading Nokia, not, or Rockia, and not himself. Yeah, they're reading it off a tiny little screen. Yeah. 
So let's hightail it up. You know, it's an episode with a lot of moving across the ship because we're yeah. back in medical again. Yeah, they need that. Um, they they definitely need that segue that that Pike put a request in for. Yeah, Zoom. all the way. If you if you've forgotten that, it's it's on one of the previous episodes we talked about. Got it in as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, back in medical though, and Rocky is not in the transport. Um, she was beamed out earlier, but the ship won't tell her where. And. Um, in, in that moment, like I like I don't like there was a I got an immediate like pit in my stomach mm. when he's like Nokia's not in the fucking buffer. Yeah. It was like a um, She's loose. <laughs> it's like it, it's like alien. It was I don't know, it was kinda like um like like an intense acute empathy. Yeah. Where like I just I'd like I got hit by the feeling of not knowing where my child was. Mm. And it was like, oh, like, I don't have a child. Like, I, that you know like, about. like yeah. just in that moment, just the, you know, the, the sheer panic he must have been feeling in that moment of, of Nokia not being in the fucking buffet. Like, especially considering. Oh. The more time she spends out the buffer, you know, she's counting down the the uh, weeks or days before she's a, a gone. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I yeah. have no such empathy as we, you know, talked about before. Kill that. Like I say, like I don't like children. <laughs> like I don't like I don't I don't I don't care for the children. Um, and like it was a weird one because, like I say, it was like I was just hit by a wave of acute empathy for Mbenga in that moment. Yeah. Just like, Ooh. And Umbenga Ooh. has to explain to Hemmer that Rockia is, you know, terribly ill and she needs to be back in the buffer. Um, so they've got to find her. And it's Hemmer the one that says, well, try and think about where she would go um, rather than let, let's approach this a different way. If she was loose, where would she go other than here? Oh, let's see. Absolutely anywhere else but this room. Yeah, home, anywhere, to a planet. Why doesn't this kid who was who was stuck on decks all their life not want to go to a planet, but she wants to go to her dad's quarters, which I, I get. I'll, I'll tell you why. And it's only because this is the truth. Hmm. Children... Regardless of how wonderful they are, children are stupid. Children are stupid. Um, if I was her, I like, you know, the ship would have been turned inside out, and like, like I was a disturbed child. Like, I, I mean, I'm not saying I wasn't a stupid child, but I was a weird child. That ship would have turned into an M.C. Escher painting. Yeah. Um, this child, quite an in- innocent stupid. And so it, it becomes an innocent situation. But, like, if they'd have got, like, a disturbed child... Which this child has all the right in the world to be. They'd have been so fucked. Yeah. But we've got Spock snooping in, and he, he goes back to Uhura and says the child is the... Mercury Stone. 
Mm. So we've got to steal the child, and we've captured Pike, who ran off before. I I just love Pike in this scene where he's, you know, unhand me, you brute! I'm too brute to die. Unhand me, you brute! Yeah, again, great having something else for. He is having a blast. Yeah, he is having so much fun. Yeah, it's it's fantastic stuff. It's fantastic. It just stuff. it just reminds me of Avery Brooks playing the Bond villain in our Amanda yeah. Shear. Like, like it's just like just having, having fun a with it. It's having so much fun. Avery Brooks doing his weird laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um we get to Umbenga's quarters though and Pike's there and he's double crossed them and all the villains, you know, all of them are there. Yeah, man. I love this Umbenga, like, yeah, he's betrayed us. Because yeah. that's what he does in the book. Yeah, I he should have known. Yeah. Which you would, like, that's the case. I love that because it's such a stupid mistake. Like, yes, he betrays them in the book. Hmm. But I forgot that that happens in the book because it's a stupid book. A book and I've read, read it a million so times films. and it's just like, ugh. But fortunately, Hammer's ready to bust out his magic again. Um, and, you know, he, he starts doing all... Threatening to send her to the dark dimension. Oh, with my powerful powers of power. Yeah. And whips out a communicator. Um, yeah, man. And... It's lovely. He's about to send them to the event horizon. Yeah. The event horizon filled with darkness and demons and Sam Neil <laughs> and, and Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne and Sean Pertwee. Yeah. Great film. <laughs> what a shame that film. Most of it is lost on the cutting room floor. Hey? One day we'll get a. We'll get. We'll. Someone will find those. Yeah. Someone will find that shit. Hopefully, hopefully. But he, the the magic, Hem is all happy with himself, and you know the magic of science prevails. So we we find Rockier. She's healthy. She doesn't have her weird. Wasting away disease, and yeah, her friend, cured. the entity, the nebula, made her better. And she's she's all for playing this game with her human chess pieces, really, mm. and doesn't really explain that it's hurting people. And it it feels very oh, Umbenga's explaining. No, we've got to put things back together, which felt very. Explaining to young kids, no, you've got to put your toys back in the fucking box after you've played with them, please. Yeah. I don't want to have to tidy up after you. Um, please just put your toys back in the box. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd like that's basically what's happening, you know, because yeah. we're dealing with a child's understanding of what's going on. Yeah. She's like, I've been watching you. You look like you've been having a blast. Yeah. And I, I'm like... <sighs> And Benga's like, I mean, yeah, I've been having fun. Like, yeah. like have you been having fun? He's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, but can't play forever. Yeah. Gotta go to bed. 
Gotta go back. Go the fuck to sleep. But we get Hemistride in and says he can act as a conduit um, for the entity, for the nebula to speak through him. He'll just lower his psychic telepathic... Tele- Bloody hell. Telepathic barriers. Telemabethany. Telemabethany. Yeah. And w- one day I'll say it straight off on, you know, after two beers completely. Oh, fine. no, I'll be sad when you do. Yeah. Telepathic barriers he's going to bring down and let the entity, you know, take control and speak through him. And we find out that the entity only did all this stuff it was doing or, you know, did all this shit because it was lonely and found a kindred soul in Rockia because she was lonely as well because she has a horrific life. Yeah. And wanted to give her a childhood because Umbenga hasn't given her a childhood again because it's a horrific life. Yeah, he's kept her in a prison. Like, the entity sees... The, the child in a prison mm. because the child is in a prison. Yeah. And like like we do we do hold the the we've held the fact that like the child is in a prison kind of against Mbenga. But like the child is dying. Yeah. But there is an argument to be had of like Where do you draw the line at a fate worse than death? Yeah. You know? Like, is is this existence a fate worse than death? Or is it a necessary evil in order to get this child to this point? And if it is a necessary evil to get this child to this point, how the fuck... Like, you're banking on a miracle to happen. Yeah. Because, you know, Umbenga doesn't know there's going to be a nebula that can cure her. He's just testing out weird gases and and mustard gassing himself. Yeah, try, yeah, he's mustard gassing himself on shit that that rando whose child got sacrificed gave him. Yeah. Yeah. Again, there, there could be a cure in that. Does it matter? Does it come up in this episode? Not really at all. It, like, that's the thing. Like, is it... Does it, even if it, like, it might come up in the future. Hmm. Doesn't matter after this. This entity, like, you know, we're jumping ahead minutes, but, like, this entity is offering to take this child, Hmm. essentially cure the child, and not only cure the child, but give this child a chance to become what is earlier in the episode referred to as a god. Yeah. A disembodied consciousness that can create, that can manipulate reality around them. Like... They just have to give up their skin. They have to give up their body to just live as consciousness. Fuck it! Bodies are gross! Bodies make poo! (laughs) Fuck it! Yeah. Yeah, give the child away. You know what What I've got in my notes, though? For, for this whole point about this nebula is willing to cure the kid. This nebula can change the how reality looks to people. And he's willing to cure this kid. He says, the kid is cured in my presence. I'll keep the kid 
Uh, she can live as consciousness with me. It's a bit fucking suspicious, isn't it? I mean... Oh, it's so sus. If, if this wasn't a nebula, so if this was a different ship that went past and said, your kid can live happily with us. Happily. Um, you just have to live on the, our ship forever. Yeah, no, like... I, I'll, like we're, yeah, we're an immortal being. We've got free candy written on the side of our ship. And we're just looking for children to pick up that we can cure. Yeah... Like, the fact that the entity speaks with a nice, soft lady's voice. Yeah. I think is... And the fact that they're speaking through Hammer, who we all objectively love. Yeah. Like, it's definitely going from... It's going to be a lot different. One sec, let me just get the... Let me get the picture up. Yeah, that's Nagilan. Look at this. Can I... Can, can I... I can... I'll look after your daughter. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, don't worry about me. I'll cure your daughter's cancer. Yeah. Don't you worry. I'll give her everything she wants. It's going to be a completely different fucking story. Yeah. Nothing to worry about here. Hey, man. I'll look after your daughter. Yeah. I honestly won't try and sleep with her. Why did you say yeah, you sleep I with her? I won't it? try anything weird with your daughter. Yeah. Real fucking suspicious. And you know what makes it worse for my like Jesus. for my thinking that um, she's being abducted like by free candy on the the side of it when she gets started to like turn into energy she goes like ooh it tickles and I'm like oh I didn't like that at all I no. did not like that at all no please no thank you did um, not like that at all I'm like okay this entity which may or may not be a child abductor that Mbenga is you know he he'd prefer his kid to be cured and stay with him yeah but it links to the story of oh you've got a the king knew he had to give up the mercury stone um whatever yeah and it's like and that's a beautiful thing you know it's it's you know if you love something you let it you let it be free yeah but the, there's no there's no checking that goes on because the crew is in no position to check that this entity isn't a child abductor no. kind of entity at all. Which no, there's no there's, there's no government checks. There's no background checks. We don't know if this entity has a criminal record. Yeah. We don't know if the nebula is on any kind of list. We we don't know if this nebula just it does this to every ship that goes past and just eats a consciousness. A consciousness yeah. needs to like willingly hand itself over, but it just snacks on it. Yeah. And totally. Then, and then when, like, old um, Rockier turns up again, how do we know that's actually Rockier? That could be the entity projecting in. Well, now, I, now that I've snapped on your daughter's energy after she willingly gave herself up, I know what she was thinking so I can project her. I've got all my memories because I could remember the book. So why can't I remember her mother's name? Yeah. I've been digging around in your brain. I know what your dead wife looked like. Yeah. I know what Nokia looked like. I can... I can put two and two together and just present Nokia as as this, you know, your ex-wife. For uh, all we know, this entity could be the entity from that episode of Voyager. Uh, which one? The one where it's just a big mouth that pretends oh, to yeah. be a wormhole back to the 
fucking uh, back to earth. Yeah. That. Yeah. And there's what's his face. He's one of the all-time great that guys of 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 film, and he's been in loads of Star Trek. He's constantly trying to go against it or whatever. Whatever. Yeah, he's been, he understands he's been that it's to an get illusion. Out of the mouth for years and years. Yeah. And every time he nearly gets out, it makes him think it's getting out, and it, may, it leads him back in. Yeah. Yeah. So, all this final act, all I could think was that entity is going to kill that kid or abuse that kid. And having a turn into energy and going, oh, that tickles. No. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, like, like I will like say, it. the entity is not, not grooming that child. Yeah. It's not grooming that child. But it's not not grooming them. Yeah. Especially because the child gives them a name. What's the name they give them? Deborah? Deborah. Deborah. Well, Deborah they... is definitely the name of a middle-aged woman. Yeah, you'll think you're you're leaving your child here, you know, in a good place, because she's she's come back and said that she's had some great adventures in the last bit, and she's named the entity Deborah after her mother. You know, it's it's all not nice. It's not good. Don't like it. No, no, thank you, please. And but that's just us being cynical. That's just us being cynical and, like, appropriately suspicious. Yeah. E even even if it's just being cynical. Happened. That's not what happens. It's not not what happens. It's not not what happens. It's not implied to be an abductor. As dark as we're yeah. catastrophizing it. Yeah. It's not implied to be a, an abductor who eats the souls of children, <laughs> who give themselves willingly to it. It's not it. I mean, it would be a good Stephen King crossover if um, before it crashed to Earth. Well, I mean, it. like I say, that it's not. We don't have any defining evidence that it isn't the entity from the from that episode of the Voyager, or, or yeah. like it. Yeah. I guess, like, if there is a deeper meaning to this whole episode, hmm. I guess it's about, you know, if you love something, let it go. Yeah. Or, or at least knowing when to let go. Shallow. Yeah. And, I mean, like, unless... Unless we're setting up the character of Mbenga to have, like issues in the future yeah because he's got to what i think did it for me was in that moment where nokia comes back mm. there is from what i understand about parenthood from what i understand from from being around my partner and her son mm. and from you know long in-depth conversations with my parents over the years about what the fuck's wrong with me yeah every parent wants to know that their child is gonna be okay hmm. like i'm not gonna use myself an example but 
I'll use my brother as an example. Yeah. If I could go back in time and tell my mother hmm. where my brother is at now. Yeah. All that would, all right. like, like, it would mean so much to my mother. Yeah. You know, if I went back and told my mother where I am now, she'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. But like, but like, the knowing that your child is going to be okay, like, that means a lot. And that's why, like, Mbenga he doesn't shed a tear until he knows that she's okay. Like, like when he sees a goat, he's obviously very emotional, but he's, he's obviously just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? And then when she comes back, it must be such like an immediate relief that, Oh God, my daughter is okay. Not only is she okay, she's essentially a God yeah. and she has a girlfriend. Like, it's a beautiful, like, in, in that respect, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's a fucking beautiful moment. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can say, I can see that. I can see that. Um, I, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't mentally leap over him allowing, let, let's say not giving up, but allowing his daughter to have the choice to leave to an entity he knew barely anything about i'm imagining that there's maybe a deleted scene where we see him trying out the stuff that the guy from um you know lava planet hmm. i i imagine there's maybe a deleted scene on the cutting room floor of him trying out all that stuff and it not working yeah and him being basically like we have I have tried literally the most advanced medical technology that I have come across mm. whilst surfing the stars. Yeah. And so, like, you know, for him to be okay with this happening, like, it literally must have to be. Like, this This is the last-ditch effort. Yeah. No, I... I yeah, I, I, I do get that. And... and at the start of the episode, he says that, you know... The child was given months to live, and that months has dwindled down to weeks, to days, to the point where, to the doctor's estimates, his daughter has hours to live. Yeah. She looks bloody healthy for having hours to live. Looks totally fine yeah. to me. Like, she looks totally fine. I hope he got a second opinion at some point, because she looks completely fine. She, she looks is completely fine. Like, she's running around with that kid who got sacrificed. You know, fucking yeah. It it's it's banking on a risk. Whereas, let's say Wesley does a similar thing, going off with the traveler who could be another child abuser that they've just met a couple. Oh, of times. if you watch the first episode with the traveler in, yeah, that is a predator. Like that. I'm sorry, but like the traveler is a hundred percent a predator. Episode title where no man has gone before. One I can remember. And that's, that's, yeah. That episode, The Traveller, super creepy. Yeah. The next episode with The Traveller, super vague and weird. Well, the the one where he pretends to be, I, I can't remember if it's the next episode, but the, the last one he's in, where he picks up Wesley and they go travelling. Yeah, who who takes um, Wesley on a spirit journey in a tent, filling Yay. in. Yay! 
because who doesn't love cultural stereotypes? But not only that, let's say it's not a stereotype. You've locked this child who's, who's still a child or a very young adult, let's say, um, in a tent with possibly drugs, um, smoking them out. And then that kid comes out with a completely different personality and is suddenly, you know, oh man, I want to go off with this dude. He's like so great. He, he just, he opened my mind, man. Hey, do you want to know what's worse than drugs? <laughs> Pedophilia. No. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah I'm going to cut it there. I'm going to cut it where you drugs. said no. Uh, <laughs> but no, in those like tents, in those sweat, that, that, in the yeah. like sweat lodges, what's worse than drugs is like um, you are inducing hallucinations through like physical conditioning. Yeah. So he's he's like the reason why people hallucinate when they're in sweat lodges is because they're fucking dehydrated because mm. they're sweating. Yeah. So it's like physical abuse. Yeah. He's physically, he's essentially beating the shit out of him until he hallucinates. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's better than Wesley being abducted by a guy that's physically... Yes, abused. this episode is better than that. Yes, yeah. I will give it that. I will give it that. Yes. No doubt. But we find out anyway oh. that um, no one else other than Mbenga can remember. And we find out when Una comes to visit him and says, you know, Mbenga starts talking about his day pretty much. And Una's like, oh, you remember the five hours? Why has he not told the rest of the crew before then? Where would you start? Where would you even start? Like, he probably, like, woke, like, like, Hemmer wakes up and he's like, are we in your quarters? He yeah. probably just went... And just, like, left and went to sickbay. Yeah. He's probably, like... Like, I thought the same thing. Like, have you not discussed this with anyone? But, like, he's probably hasn't said a fucking word to anyone. But if Una like, didn't I come wouldn't in be there, in the mood. I would not be in the mood to talk to people after that. But if Una didn't come in then, is Una going to come in like in a couple of weeks' time and be like, oh, how's Rocky doing? And he'll be like, oh, I dropped her off. Um, oh, no, she's going to come in. She's after a slice. Yeah. she, she she's, she's after a slice. I, I dropped my child off at the nebula that you don't remember. And Una will be like, what the shit are you talking about? <laughs> Honestly, like, you know, I don't I don't know about you, but I've been in situations in my life where like I've needed to say something to someone, but the time isn't right and yeah. I'm just waiting for them to come to me. And that's obviously this shouldn't what be that. that that's what Mbenga's. No, Mbenga, like, is you know, if if he's a good Starfleet officer, hmm. he may or may not be in the process of writing a report yeah but like just because of the way it all happens you know boom five hours go by everyone wakes up and everyone's in different places in the ship and everyone's like what the fuck yeah you know and then benga's just sat in his office just waiting for someone to come and say do you know what the fuck went down yeah because otherwise he's gonna be running around the ship going you've all been in renaissance costumes You've all been wearing doublets. There's one or two of them with arrow wounds. Like, what the shit happened here? What the fuck happened here? Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Like, so weird. 
So no, you just gotta you just gotta sit and wait for them to come to you, and then you can explain everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that bit. Like, yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, then maybe that's all I had to say about the episode. Now that I've ranted about the the pedophile nebula um, stealing children. Absolutely, definitely sus. Yeah. Did anything else uh, from yourself about the episode? Um, I mean, pedophile nebula. We've covered that. Yeah. Um. Uh, Good work to the costumer this week, of course. Say again. Good work to the person doing costumes this week. Oh, yeah. I did. I did, I really. Uh, yeah. One thing I will say, I do love the fact that the whole episode was on the ship, mm. and the ship was just dressed. It wasn't. It wasn't dressed to look convincingly like the setting. It was literally just like the ship with drapes drapes and then leaves in the corridors yeah and then behind and then you move that shit out of the way and there's all the consoles and everything there like i love that it was so so very tos yeah like we've got fuck all budget for this episode (laughs) we have a fuckload of costumes Mm. in a storeroom next door yeah you know, I, I think aside from like makeup, I can't think of much in the way of special effects for this episode. This must have been the cheapest episode by far. But yeah, no, it's um good fun episode. Mm-hmm. I've got my whiteboard out. Go Should for it then. What, uh, have you, you got have yours you written? My whiteboard pen that I swear I just had. What order do they go for you? Um, Memento Mori, which is submarine combat versus the Gorn. Um, then I go Spockamuck. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'm on to Strange New Worlds, first episode. Um, then I'm on to the Serene Squall, which was the um, the, the last one we had. Um, yes, with Parrot. Captain Angel. Yep. Then I do Children of the Comet, which is the Comet is out of control, and we have George Kirk touching stuff and, and nearly dying. No George Kirk this week. Again? Yeah. Where where do you think he was? I reckon he was being executed. Yeah. Um, he was he was getting an off with his head in in engineering. I think he was in the Swamp of Sadness or whatever it was called. Oh, yes, of course. He was in the Swamp of Infinite Death. Yeah. Yeah, that's obviously where he was. You're right. Um, So, Children of the Comet, this. um, Then, Ghost of Valyria, the Horny for Light episode. Mm -hmm. And then, Lifters Where Suffering Cannot Reach, which is... I can barely remember it. The oh, killer kid episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess Illyria is still the children of Illyria is is at the you bottom. Don't like that, yeah. Ghost of Illyria. Yeah. It's not that I don't like it. It's you like just it that the least. I, I like it the least. Yeah. There's of there's none I don't like. Have, like for me, mm-hmm. um, like 
the moment where Una throws Hemmer over her shoulder mm. is one of my favorite moments of the series in, in uh, it, completely. Yeah. Like I've said, she can throw me over her shoulder, she can throw me in a cupboard. Mm. I think I'm looking at this um, this map, I've still got it on my other screen, this map of the Enterprise. And I think it might be based on the JJ Enterprise. The nacelles aren't... Are they fat? Yeah, they're the fat nacelles. Are they fat nacelles? Mm. I mean, obviously it's distorted anyway. But they are looking fat nacelles with a hood over them. Oh no, dude, you are 100% right. Yeah. You are 100% right. That is... That's the J. That is the Kelvin Enterprise. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah, no. I yeah, mean, they, the they ne- might not have just had the the Oh, they should have had the design for it when they did the set. Um Mate, yeah, no, that's that's a fucking another great spot there by Mike Smart. Fuck me. Yeah. Fucking I'm on two. Jesus. Holy shit, that's the not only is that map of the Enterprise, but it's of an Enterprise that doesn't even exist in this timeline. Yep. So we'll go like this. Okay, we'll go. We'll go. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do it that way. Okay, hit me. Hit us. Okay. What's the name of this episode again? Uh, Elysium. Elysium Kingdom. Elysium, starring Matt Damon. Okay. Strange New Worlds. Okay. Bokamok. Okay. Lift us up where we belong. Cool. Serene Squall. Yep. Memento Mori. Elysium, starring Matt Damon. Yeah. Ghost of Valeria. Okay. Okay. It's fair I enough. like it when Star Trek makes me have to sit and think about something. I love, love, love it when Star Trek makes me question my own beliefs. Hmm. And and in many ways, this episode kind of did. It made me question how much... Well, you had emotion for children. What, yeah, what does, what does having a child even really fucking mean? Yeah. You know, how... How would I, how would I deal with that? How would I, how do you deal with a child with a fucking wasting disease? How do you deal with your child leaving home? Hmm. How do you reconcile the person that comes back when your child comes back? Yeah. You know, like, and, and you know, and your kid comes back a completely different person, but at the same time, it's still the same person that left. Hmm. You know, this especially episode compared maybe... to you know maybe maybe you send a kid away for university or school or something like that, you're probably going to be in contact with them you know fairly regularly. Where he's missed now decade of her life. Well, he hasn't off. even missed it. She's missed it. Yeah. You know, no, well, and she's, and she's experienced it. Like and, 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 even, and even yet still, it's trying, with this episode, it's trying to actually find the metaphor because, like, 
there aren't a lot of real life examples of things that are analogous. Uh, anal- uh, uh, there we analogous. go. Yes. There you go. Analogous. Telepathy. <laughs> yes. There aren't that many experiences that are calliope to being like locked in a fucking transport buffer. Yeah. You know, so it it makes you, you know, this episode makes you think about like, Mm. what the fuck, you know, at what point is, are the boundaries that you put up around your child? At what point is that too much? Yeah. You know? Hmm. Nah. I suppose, I suppose, I, I, I didn't get that or pick up on that, um, but I, I, I can definitely see that, and probably if I rewatched it again, um, I'd get more of that versus the the paedophile stuff. Well, I mean, that, that the thing is, like that reading of it, it, it that it comes entirely from the bookends of the episode yeah like none of that is the through no narrative of it like most of this episode is just hijinks yeah hijinks silly costumes um silly acting which, which is a nice which fine. you know when yeah. if you think about it like the kids the kid is enjoying seeing her dad enjoy himself yeah and so like if i'm being extra soft like that in itself, this all of these hijinks, hmm. kind of a nice parting gift from his daughter because she's just seen this dude stressed out all the time. Yeah. Before Maybe she goes, she ends up getting to actually see her dad having some fun. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to me, they could have done more. Just before you go on to your point, the moment where fucking Umbenga's like, if you take my daughter, I will yeah. bear down on you with the force of my entire kingdom. Yeah. That was a cool moment. Good. Only mm. because it was bookended by one or two seconds of silence at either end. Mm. So to, to really hammer in the seriousness of what he's saying and also the silliness of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's it's weird from now on knowing that just in this space that is now charted in somewhere that is is fairly close to you know sector zero zero one, um, being that it's it's TOS t- times, you could just make friends with an entity, and if if you were ill, they could take you, they could absorb you in there, and that would be it. Yeah, it's uh, like it's weird that like Mbenga isn't the episode doesn't end with Mbenga writing a report of like this nebula has wonderful healing properties. The the caveat being you have to go into a wait a minute. You know who it would work for? Who would fucking love this? Fucking Chris Pike. Yeah. <laughs> We've got there again. P- Pike. Holy shit. Yeah. Pike could go Chris back. Pike has a solution to his problem that he doesn't even know he has. Yeah. Pike knows that at some point he's going to be, you know, beepy wheelchair bound um, and have, you know, cheesy face. If Mbenga actually entered a log that said, by the way, if we go here, it can absorb people's consciousness and they could live like a god. Ding. 
<sighs> Poor Pike. Poor Pike. What, what I was going to say was, maybe what brings the episode down for me a tiny bit was I think they could have done more to set up the story of the the story that the the episode is basing itself on the fantasy yeah the fantasy beforehand because going through the episode and then going like oh you're you're Sir Roth and then having it go to a page of Sir Roth I'm like I don't I don't know who Sir Roth is and you get informed by the story but uh, it would be nice to know a bit of that beforehand, a bit more of it. Maybe, maybe if we go back and rewatch the episodes where the story is yeah. mentioned, say on some kind of streaming platform, mm. preferably in like 4K, um, <laughs> like we could go back and rewatch all the episodes, um, and I mean like all the episodes. If, if we could go back and rewatch all the episodes and see what characters get mentioned in the scenes with Mbenga and his child. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, possibly just miss them because it wasn't something that was standing out and able to be picked up on. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Maybe miss them for like an advert for like. Ad... For, for Halo or something. For Halo. Watch an advert for Halo instead. Yeah. But as well as that, maybe I'm not bitter, but. Selling, setting up Umbenga with this tragic, you've got to heal your kid, it's a countdown to your kid. And in the first real episode of Umbenga, the kid is sorted and it's gone. And now, now who is Umbenga to us? He's a guy that pawned off his dying kid, or his dying kid got cured by a nebula and got to live as a nebula. Now he's free at last! Yeah. Free at last! Maybe, maybe now he's single and he. We're, yeah, man. Next episode, it's going to be him going down the club. Like, yeah, mate. I, I don't have. Oh, God. This is so horrible. It's so horrible. I don't got no fucking kids to worry about. Yeah. He updates his, like, space Tinder to. Um, yeah, man. Or space Bumble. How many kids do you have? Oh, and man. Just, how do you do Tinder no. on one of these? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, kids, yes or no? I'm like, well, no, kind of. Kids. She's a gaseous anomaly in space. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a sort of daughter, sort of god. Mm. She has a girlfriend. She doesn't visit that often. Uh. Yeah, so don't worry about that. Yeah. I've got room in my transporter buffer for another one now. Oh, yeah. Room for two. <laughs> yeah. So, so they they were niggles of mine for the episode, but other than that, fine, whatever. It's it's a it's still a good episode. It's just not my favorite out of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this episode. The only reason this episode is not at the bottom. The only reason this is above Ghosts of Valeria is because of all the high silliness. Yeah. It's it's the same for all me. The silliness. If if the acting wasn't silly and strong, it probably yeah. wouldn't be anywhere near as high on mine. It would probably Absolutely. be below Ghost Valeria outside. Yeah man, if if Anson Mount 
had phoned it in for a second. Yeah. If any of them... That guy completely sold every moment that he was in. Yeah. He does great. Christina Chung does great. The the actor, um, the new horror does great. Um, Yeah. It's it's all all round strong stuff, really. You know, maybe maybe Spock doesn't do as good, but maybe Spock his silliness is restricted because he's Vulcan. Who knows? Who who knows? Who cares? Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say about the episode. Done. <laughs> Done with that episode. Um, Unless you want to say anything more. No. No. I guess um, to relate this episode. Of Star Trek back to this episode. I guess, um, you know, if you love something, you let it go. Let it go. Except for next episode of Mate It Show, which will be back probably a week later. We'll let this episode go. Yes. Good good segueing, you know, good two part segueing. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um,. Live long and prosper, you motherfuckers. Peace and long life, double dumbasses. Double dumbass on you. Double dumbasses. Wait, before we sign off, we should we should be letting people know about our socials. I, I've been putting the link to the to the Facebook group in the uh, cool. in the doobly doo. Constantly. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna use this opportunity. But plug yourself. Go TikTok. Plug. Look for me at Ethan Alon on TikTok. I've got some Star Trek content out. It's mostly ADHD stuff, but I'm going to start putting clips of this show out on, on my TikTok. Cool. Um, uh, because I do have 9,500 followers. Which is a couple more than we have subscribers here. I haven't even put a video out on TikTok in three weeks, and I've grown 500 followers. It's all right. I think people like me. People like me. People really like me. (laughs) What's that? Marilyn Monroe or whatever. I think so. No, I think it's Liza Minnelli. Is it? Anyway, like I said before, live long and prosper, you motherfuckers. Peace and long life. Double dumbasses. Double dumbass on you. Ah.